Boys and girls, my name is Shark Johnson. You're listening to Rad Dad Radio on tonight's amazing werewolf-themed episode. We're going to be talking about werewolf lore. What's the history? Where'd these things come from? How do I turn into one? We're going to get into some games, some movies, a rock concert, top three, trivia, you name it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rad Dad Radio. Now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Turn the music up in the headphones. You can go and brush your shoulders off, nigga. I got you. Yeah. If you feeling like a pimp, nigga, go and brush your shoulders off. Ladies is pimps too. Go and brush your shoulders off. Niggas is crazy, baby. Don't forget that boy told your kid. Dad, turn up your shoulders. I'm probably over to y'all. Probably be locked by the force. Trying to hustle some things. Dad, go with the push. Feeling no remorse. Feeling like my hand was forced. Middle finger to the law, nigga. The ladies, they love me From the bleachers, they screaming All the ballers is bouncing They like the way I be leaning All the rappers be hating Off the track that I'm making But all the hustlers, they love it Just to see one of us make it Came from the bottom of the bottom To the top of the pops Nigga, London, Japan And I'm straight up the block Like a running back Get it, man, I'm straight off the block I could run it back, nigga Cause I'm straight with the block Get out of here! Get the hell out of here! Save yourself! Jesus! You gotta do it. All right. How would a, how would you do the werewolf call, but in a uh, uh, Red Dead Redemption uh, Western accent? Now, now, Dutch. No, you can't talk. Just the just the howling. The, the call. There you go. <laughs> Just there's some R's in there. My boots are getting tighter. (laughs) No, save the horses. (laughs) Welcome to Rad Dad Radio. My name is Shark Johnson, and we are graced with the presence of Creamy Johns. Hello, Creamy Johns. Hey, Shark. How's it going? It's going good, buddy. How you doing? Episode 30. Last week, we we, we remembered we couldn't count. We called it episode 30. It's actually episode 29. Uh, but uh, we we suck. So yeah, this is actually episode thirty, and uh, this is our werewolf themed number two in our uh, f- f- Halloween countdown, all the way until the thirty first of October. And uh, like I said at the top of the show, we have some good content for everyone here. Um, so buckle up, lock the doors, hide the children, uh, and avoid the moon. Beware the moon, if you will, because tonight's going to be. A real hair-raising episode. Um, we want to give a special shout-out to Podcast Right Now. We are part of the Podcast Right Now podcast family, uh, which uh, is a lovely podcast featuring John, Carl, Joe, and Kevin, and they talk about whatever is going on in their lives and in the world, and um, it's, a, it's a real good time. So if you like the Rad Dad flavor, I highly recommend you go to podcastrightnow.com and listen to more of their fun uh, content there. It's a real good time. Um, we also are on Patreon. Uh, Patreon is a subsidiary program for content creators like ourselves. So if you want to throw us a couple bucks a month, a dollar a month, you know what? 
do it. It'll help us out. We uh, are hoping to keep Rad Dad going strong. We're also hoping to start additional podcasts, get better equipment, and um, hopefully film this thing. That's uh, That's been a hope of ours to eventually get this thing in, uh, uh, on the Twitches and the Mixlers and the YouTubes so that people can see our lovely... Lovely faces and my epic mustache, you know. I feel like, yeah, I feel like we're just kind of too too good looking for radio. You know what I mean? We need to we need to get those mugs out there on the we on the web. Put it out there, got to put it out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, awesome. Uh, what else here? Let me just pull up the old notes. If you want to send us an email, you can email us at raddadradio the number one at gmail We do have an email this week, John. I'm excited to share with you. Uh, this episode you can also leave us a voicemail or your best wolf cry your werewolf transformation at 970-368-5694 or 970-FOWL-OX-4 a lot of you guys have those old rotary phones so just look for those letters f-o-u-l-o-x and the number four and you should be good to go to leave us a voicemail if it's entertaining we'll put it on the show and you yes you could get radio famous it's a big deal um rad dad well, inter- radio internet radio famous not yeah yeah it's just it's just not uh, terrestrial yeah. i mean i imagine more people listen to internet radio than real radio right i think that's true i think that's true i think we've hit that tipping point oh, yeah. uh rad dad radio is a podcast for dads dudes dorks and dames and we come from the the simple passionate belief that uh your life still matters after you've gotten married and definitely after you've had kids there are things that you love i know it there's movies there's video games there's comic books there's uh um all kinds of crazy shit in the universe so uh this is a place where we celebrate those things and uh we 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 absorb them and we push them right back out to you so that when the kids go to bed pop this in your ear holes play some rocket league build your minecraft stuff um and you listen to some rad dad radio so um we are brothers from the exact same mother and tonight we are talking about werewolves on mixler.com mixler.com is the live way to listen to the show uh the best way is to download the Mixler app. That's M-I-X-L-R. M-I-X is in xenophobe. L as in lycanthrope. R as in radical. Uh, and you can download the app. Look up Rad Dad Radio. Give us a little follow, and you will get a notification whenever we go live. It's usually on Wednesday nights. And ladies and gentlemen, get ready. We got a two for this week. Uh, we're going to be doing a. Uh, spoiler cast about the Joker movie. Uh, that will be tomorrow, so don't freak out. Everything's fine, but uh, tune on in. We got some a kind of a combo cast of podcasts right now, folks, and Rad Dad folks, and we're getting together and we're talking about that Joaquin. Oh, walk the jock, Joaquin Phoenix, and his I think we're gonna. I think we'll be able Joker. to get uh, TV's Joe Gazzaro on that episode too. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, uh, we got a good foursome coming in on that one coming in hot so yeah if if you haven't seen the movie well i guess uh you got tomorrow during the day go catch a matinee and then we'll go ahead and put that out there and uh, you guys can tune into that awesome creamy johns you ready to get into this i was born ready baby all right well let's talk about werewolves i got some fun, i got some fun I got we some already fun. did that we got some fun werewolf facts for you. Uh, did you know that the word uh, werewolf uh, it comes from uh, 
Old English compound meaning where, meaning man, and wolf, meaning wolf. Uh, sometimes called lycanthropes, this term comes from ancient Greek words leukos, meaning wolf, and anthrop... Oh, no, I don't want to fuck words up. Anthropos, meaning human. That's also the origin and etymolog- etymological origin of anthropology. You do like me when, like, whenever it's a Latin uh, term or an old English term or something. Um, if you if you say it in an accent, you're probably pronouncing it. You're right. probably rolling those R's. <laughs> you're doing okay. Put some kind of accent on it. Mask it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the first lycanthrope dates back as far as the fifth century. Um, right. BC. Yeah. Are you talking about the first mention of the word lycan? These werewolves aren't real. Well. We'll find out. Tonight's the episode. We'll find (laughs) out. Breaking news. Yeah, there's a Greek historian. He's actually a character in the Assassin's Creed Odyssey game called Herodotus, and he is a storyteller. He mentions a tribe of Scythians that transformed into wolves once a year and for about a week, and then they would change back to their human shape. That should be a movie. I think that's a cool idea. I think that's kind of what the howling... I watched the howling last year. Oh, hell yeah. The whole movie is like a build-up to when they know... Like yeah, all these, like, all these like guys festival. are going to change, and then yeah. the climax is just okay. Here it is; it's happening. Yep, and that they had that. Good. That would be a good movie. I would watch that. Yeah, it's kind of it's a little like it. You know, every twenty-seven years for twenty-seven days it feeds. You know that kind of thing. So I want I want it to be filmed um, by the same guy who directed. Um, do you remember that movie, The Witch? With it was spelled with two V's in the Hell title. Yeah. Hell yeah, I love that movie. I wanted to, I wanted to have that look, like all the old timey, you know, seventeen hundreds Puritans and stuff. I want, I want that version of it. Yeah, there's a movie coming out um, called Gretel and Hansel that has that same kind of look and feel to it. Um, yeah, is it that guy? Because I don't, Joe I don't think it's the same guy. Something. I think okay. it's uh, they're, they're, it's how Hollywood does. They see the popularity of the style, but I think a werewolf movie like that would be rad the closest example is um they made a little red riding hood movie that was like that um and it had uh oh god i'm blanking on his actor who played uh dracula oh, oh uh, here you uh, go commissioner gordon it. what's his name oh wait um what do you call him bella lugosi no bella... no 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 this was more recent than that oh um, which played, which uh who played commissioner gordon in the dark knight I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Gary Oldman. Yeah, he's in it. Okay. And it's, a, it's oh, kind hey, of and, a... And, and just to jump in real quick while I have it up, uh, the new movie coming out, The Lighthouse. Uh, with, oh, yeah. Uh, that's the same got, director uh, as The Witch. Yeah, that's the, yeah, so that's the same director. And this one looks... I don't know much about it, but I'm there. It looks interesting. It's got uh, It's got our boy... Um, oh, what's his name? The Green Goblin. Why can't I remember actors tonight? <laughs> Will, uh, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, Willem Dafoe's in this thing. Well, you so. got me, I got you. All right. Um, in the second century, famous Greek surgeon and physician um, Galen of Paragamon described a health condition known as clinical lycanthropy. Um, it was a psychiatric syndrome where a patient thought they could transform into an animal. Uh, there are modern examples of this. So there are people that think that they can just go hog wild and they might they might think they're a werewolf, but they're just screaming and slobbering in a white room somewhere. You know what the uh, prescription uh, treatment was back then? 
for that kind of thing? What was it? Yeah, cocaine. They just gave everyone cocaine. Oh, I mean, that's going to make you feel better. Yeah, it's going to <laughs> fix that mood of yours real quick. You yeah. know what they called uh, the female version of, what do you call it? Like Lycanthropological? You know what uh, the female lycanthropy. version was called? Uh, yeah, what was, what was it? it? Uh, it's a, yeah, female hysteria. <laughs> Guys get a pass. They get to be monsters and stuff. Um, women, however... Oh, it's, we got we got ways to go, and they just said, "Oh yeah, you're, <laughs> you've just lost it." Hysteria is the is the name of the ailment. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it, wasn't there laws where you were allowed to beat your wife on the like uh, the courthouse steps or something like that? Um, well, yeah, and then there was all kinds of weird things going on with um, their doctors. You would send your send your wife into the doctor uh, a couple times a month, and then he would just like. Um, and you know, in in the doctor's office, um, I guess like uh, give give her an orgasm with his. Oh. I, don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, have okay. you heard about this? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, he'd go in there. He'd go in there. He'd get his. He'd put. He'd put his doctor gloves on and. Just yeah, well, I don't know if they even used gloves back then. Jeez, this got no. weirder. But yeah, anyways, they pro- they he probably would probably um, just wash their hands. Take care of take afterwards. care of the hysteria, and they had all kinds of devices and tools, which were like the earliest sex toys, which oh, was just gosh. like. You you gotta have you should probably have um you should make love to your wife so she doesn't get hysterical and uh, the yeah. doctors did a lot of this back then. <laughs> uh, moving forward in our timeline, the idea of werewolves became most widespread in Europe, with almost every European country or yeah country having its own version of the folklore mythological monster. You gotta imagine at that time. It's a bunch of dirty, cold people living in and and houses built from the trees in which they cut, and the woods were thick and scary. And they're, I mean, we have serial killers today. There probably was uh, people that still murdered for fun and for weird reasons back then, and uh, they didn't have detectives. They didn't have uh, closed circuit cameras so yeah werewolf i mean it makes sense that if they you know you got these old stories passed down from ancient folklore um also that, think about how dark it was at night like with no oh, i mean yeah. electricity All, and stuff i mean dark. if you weren't if you weren't near a fire it was it was you know it was darkness although well, if it was know, a full moon you know, know. we well think about people that live uh like up in russia and like parts of alaska where it's dark for huge amounts of time yeah i mean you would have to have a fire going constantly like it would probably be expensive (laughs) to live yeah in that well and i was and i was thinking like back then you know if some shit went down in the middle of the night it's not like there were street like not every little village had you know they weren't using gas to like light all the paths and stuff i mean you had your lamp. Every yeah. person had a lamp if they were going to go out in the night, and that's and I that's imagine the light that was a, a wealthy person's item to have, like a lantern, you know. Yeah, and, so, and the and the oil or fuel or whatever to to run it all. That's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. It's scary. Now I'm scared. You've scared well, me. <laughs> that's the time of year, man. I'm drinking a pumpkin beer. Um, we have moving forward into more medieval times. Um, um, werewolves and witches were both persecuted um, simultaneously. We just hear, we tend to hear more about uh, the witch aspect of it, you know. Hence the the trope, you know, yeah, this is a witch trial, you know. Um, but a lot of people were killed for the idea of them possibly being a werewolf. Um, but uh, coming over into the New World, um, that kind of that faded. So the witches kind of made it over to the Americas. The werewolves kind of stayed over in Europe. Uh, 
and they had werewolf trials, and that went up in Europe all the way into the early 18th century. That's like three people ago, you know? That's crazy. Wow. How would they test to see if you were a werewolf? Like, would they do the floating thing, like throw you in water? <laughs> see if you float. Um, yeah. A wolf I mean, trial. I, I mean, imagine it, it, uh, assuming that a lot of the same folklore is it was still around. I mean, the, you got a full moon, but I imagine, uh, I imagine that was a big part of it. But I imagine if you were just crazy or violent that the, you were a werewolf, especially if you're a man. I bet witches were more attached to... Um, Nah, I shouldn't say that because I know there's a lot of men that were killed for being witches as well, too. So it's an interesting time. <laughs> you couldn't really open your mouth, it seems like. Yeah, I would keep to myself. I would just stay home back then, look at um, someone the wrong way, and they were like, I worship Satan. Let's burn him. And the next thing you know, your weekend plans are ruined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, good <laughs> luck with your cider press. Um coming over to the native american side of, of the lore um there's the skinwalker myth which is uh there was a um you know uh the equivalent of a, a i guess a a, a witch i want to be culturally culturally appropriate um uh, a mystic if you will and she apparently uh the 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 great eagle was able to give her the power to transform into animals, but this was forbidden, and she created a separate tribe. She was banished, created a separate tribe known as the Skinwalkers. This was out in Utah, and um, other kind of other followers kind of went with her, and she had, and this is a real thing, but they had a tribe known as the Skinwalkers, and they could transform into not only wolves, but bears, wildcats, eagles, um, you name it. And Skinwalker Ranch is a real place today that has a lot of unique, crazy, paranormal activity. I would like to go there. <laughs> I mean, I would like to check it out. <laughs> now what, I would. Yeah. See what's going on. <laughs> In modern times, I wouldn't want to time travel there, and that's an option. Um, let's see here. Um the werewolf myth did come over with the colonists and that kind of that. So that's, what's unique about culture, right? So you have native American folklore blending with this colonial folklore, which only heightened the idea of, you know, werewolves and um, people turning into monsters in the woods. The, the, the big thing. And I think about this often is for those colonists, when they first came to the Americas, you know, you, you, you constantly hear the story of Lewis and Clark, it had to feel like the it had to feel like skull island like there were giant bears wolves wild cats like a lot of monsters that they had not really encountered um over in europe so especially yeah. cuz europe was much more uh, uh densely populated so a lot of those animals um were probably around but they just weren't in the day-to-day -day life of like a a wealthy colonist because you have to remind yourself you know roanoke jamestown those first colonists that came over uh those were rich people those were not necessarily like your your well your your outdoors people you know so um it had to be a scary place first coming over here and having all that stuff going on so that probably enhanced the werewolf myth would be my okay. guess okay 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 um Moving on, we have uh, the link between werewolves and vampires um, has uh, has been generally ambiguous. 
Um, and let's talk origins now. So, you know, vampires, which we'll probably get into in another episode, um, that came from people essentially being buried alive, which was a common thing um, with tuberculosis and uh, consumption and a lot of the illnesses that we have, we have, you know, since figured out. But a lot of people would look dead, feel dead, but weren't dead. And so um, when people were found to be alive in their graves, um, that was blamed on being a vampire. Uh, whereas werewolves, the common, like, grim fairy tale explanation is it was a way to warn your daughters about creepers premarital sex oh rape rapist pedophiles um you know think about the little red riding hood tale like you have it that whole story is an analog for um basically telling little girls not to go into the woods by themselves because there's monsters out there it wasn't about wolves it was about you know creepy like really uh, angry dudes with big beards or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sideburns. If you had mutton chops back then and you had a a, a short temper, werewolf. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a that's a lot of the werewolf story. I mean, it's kind of it's still kind of persist in pop culture, obviously, and that's kind of where we're gonna take the rest of the show. Um, and uh, some people consider it a curse. Some people consider it a, a superpower. Uh, but it is definitely part of the human experience. And it is part of Halloween. And that is why tonight we are going to be woofy. We're going to get woofy with it. Oh, yeah. Um, awesome. John, uh, you want to jump right into some trivia? Is this a good Ooh. place Good place of for course. some trivia? Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, you just – yeah. So, so this trivia is focused more on like uh, – well, just just get into it. I got I I, I did six questions here. Okay. Um, we are playing for. Oh yes, welcome, Rad Dad Radio Werewolf Trivia. My name's John <laughs> Michelle, and I'll be your trivia host. Explain to explain to listeners at home how to, how does trivia work? Well, well, we're playing for uh, golden bars. Uh, these are not to be redeemed on the video game. Uh, Red Dead Redemption Online, but these are uh, metaphorical golden bars, and I think I have the scoreboard in front of me here, but um, it's a close one. We got Nighthawk and Joel tied for first place with six gold bars. Uh, first team to reach, what, what did we say, Joel? Fifteen gold bars? Fifteen gold bars for anyone's voice you can hear on the podcast. That's right. And uh, first one of fifteen gold bars will receive a uh, 50 to $70 cowboy hat of their size and color preference. All right. <laughs> I think that's I like basically it. the rules. We've been doing this, what, since all through the first season before our little summer hiatus. Um, I'm sitting at three gold bars. No big deal. I'm tied with our younger brother, the Ventrilofart, a.k.a. Jordan Shaquille. He's got three three bars there. Um, you can play on Mixler. Um, we just ask that you you don't cheat. There's no way for us to verify that you're cheating or not, but, you know, don't be a douche. And a big <laughs> way we do that is uh, got to be quick quick on the trigger there. So uh, we, right. we ask that you're, you're in it to win it, pull the car over, stop at that come and go. That's a Colorado gas station. Not everyone may have a come and go. Maybe a 7-Eleven or a Circle K. There's strange things afoot at the Circle K. Stop there. Do some trivia, and if uh, first listener at home that gets to 15 gold bars will get a one-of-a-kind Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Redemption, collapsible shot glass. 
Hell yeah. And, and that's like a nice we... little glass, by the way. I've you, you've gifted me one. I I forget when Christmas or when the when it first came out, but you have no idea how much use I've got out of that. <laughs> I'm glad you find myself it. in a group of young men, and hey, the bottle's out. Let's all we're, we're not going to drink from the bottle like wild animals, are we? Nope. Johnny's <laughs> got his collapsible uh, collapsible shot glass in his pocket here. Let me pull this thing out. We'll fill it up and pass it around. <laughs> we do have listeners on Mixler. If you are interested in playing <laughs> with us tonight. Just uh, go ahead and let us know in the chat, and uh, let's get this show on the road. All right, Werewolf Trivia. Um, Joel, you are promising to me now in front of the world on, on a live audience uh, and recorded forever that you have you've deactivated your Mixler. You've also yes. deactivated all of your Google searches and everything. You've, you're shut down except for um, you know just the bare minimum recording applications on your computer. Yes? Yes. Well, why do you say it like that? Because it's an Avi. It's an Avi that's easy for me. Okay, it sounded like a lie, yes. Yeah, yeah. Ron Burgundy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I am getting onto our Mixler right now. I am on our chat. I'm going to throw a little heart out there just so people know I'm there. Okay, here we go. Your first question. Played by Lon Chaney Jr., Larry Talbot is bitten. What part of his body in the uh, original The Wolfman. This is a an older black and white feature length film. Oh yeah. And uh, what part of the body is he is he chewed upon? We find out it's the gypsy's son later down the road, spoiler alert, and he initially believes that it's a wolf. <laughs> it is not Spo- a wolf. It it's is an a, eighty it is year a... old movie, spoiler alert. What's that? It's an 80-year-old movie, I think. <laughs> well, I'm you know, maybe they haven't seen it. Uh, that movie, by the way, uh, is fun. You you can still watch that and have a lot of a lot of fun. Oh, it holds up for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't all the, say it all holds the, up. It, it but... holds up because it's. Uh, I mean, it's 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 the. It's one of those classic Universal monster movies. You know what I mean? I think all of them. Dropped. I think all of those hold up. I, uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon is amazing. Do yourself a favor. Watch that. So one, he he um, he's able to defeat this this um, what he thinks is a wolf with a, a strike of a cane that has a it was gifted to him earlier uh, in his adventure. He's he's in he's in Wales there and he's got he's got this wolf headed cane and um, he uh, he whacks the the wolf there. All right, we got I think we got our answers in. Are you ready to answer, Joel? What, oh, what do you have? What what part of the body? Um. I, I, um, how how zeroed in are we on this? Pretty pretty zeroed. Okay, I believe it was his left arm. Left arm, you're going left arm. Okay, ventrilofart in chat says ankle. You're both incorrect. Chest. Oh, it's that's a hard, a hard, hard place, place to, to bite. bite. <laughs> yeah, there's not yeah. a lot of unless he had dad bod or something and some yeah some beer tits hanging out. I don't know, but yes, chest was the area. Question okay. number two. Total failure so far. Um, this is playing off of that first question, uh, the the Wolfman. How many years separate the original Wolfman and the Benicio del Toro, Anthony Hopkins uh, Wolfman? Oh God. So. Um, closest to. Yeah, yeah, we'll do closest to on this one. We'll get a point. Right now, it's between you and I think uh, the Ventrilofart. He's in our chat. Uh, thanks for listening, Ventrilofart. We miss you. Love your face. Uh, maybe you can pop in tomorrow. Um, he has a lot of thoughts on the on the new Joker movie, and I'd I'd love to have him weigh in. Yeah. Um, and I can't wait to be 
uh, negative Nancy throughout the entire podcast tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Um, what do you got for us, Joel? Our, our chat is ready. They've okay, answered. I'm going to say... Uh, you, know what con- you know what concerns me is it says we have uh, three listening, and it's it's so far it's me and Ventrilofart in here, so you better not be in here, Joel. <laughs> I'm not in here, man. All right, all right. Whoever the third is, I hope you're enjoying yourself, but sound off if you want to in chat. We would appreciate it. All right, what's your answer, Joel? I'm going to say 74 years. 74 years. Ventrilofart, excuse me, Ventrilofart says 55. The correct answer, 69 years. So now uh, it's time uh, to, uh, uh, to uh. math it. So 5, 10, 14 is Jordan. And then what did you say? 74, so I'm 5. Oh, away. duh. Yeah, you got it, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Good job, my man. Yeah. My main man. My main man? <laughs> That's what that's what the woman at the gas station calls I know. me. She's an Asian lady. She says, "I say it to Jasper all the time." She says, "Have a good night, my main man." I said, "All right." Do you call everyone that, or am I am I your main man? All right. Next question. So far, we got uh, what? Jolie, one Ventrilla, zip. Next question: What comedian slash actor played a version of? Warren Zevon's Werewolves of London for the tribute album. It was uh, released in October 2004. The album was called Enjoy Every Sandwich, the songs of Warren Zevon. He also performed it on The Late Show, uh, 15th of December 2004. What comedian slash actor? That's that's what we're looking for. So take your time and chat. Uh, Joel, you... You chew upon this question. Okay, and I'm chewing. while you guys are both thinking, I just want to do a little shout-out to my Instagram page. It's October. It's Inktober. <laughs> Follow me at Egbert Cream, at Egbert Cream on Instagram. I've been doing an ink drawing a day, and um, I'd, I'd be happy to have, happy for you guys to weigh in and check them out. Uh, Joel, your answer. Um, I, I don't know the answer so i'm going to uh well 2004 you know you got uh you got john belushi he's 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 unfortunately dead he got his brother who i know likes to sing jim belushi you got danny Aykroyd. it's a blues brother i'm gonna go i'm gonna go danny Aykroyd. he's into weird occult stuff so we got Aykroyd from from the shark ventrilofart says jim carrey uh, correct answer is Adam Sandler. Okay. I mean, I was... Uh, you, uh, you know the song, right? Uh, ooh, uh, ooh, yeah, it almost sounds like Justin Adam Sandler song. So, yeah. All right, next question. Tough trivia tonight. Joel tough trivia. Lee. Real tough. Real tight. <laughs> uh, let's see. With director John Landis being friends with Steven Spielberg at the time of production, a, po- uh, a poster for what movie can be seen during the subway scene in an American werewolf in London. 1981 American werewolf in London. A poster for what Spielberg movie can be seen in the subway. Uh, apparently they were buddies and that's the, yeah, there you go. Okay. Chew on I that. Think about okay. it. Joel has an answer. I think we're waiting on, uh, on your, your competition in chat to, to weigh in. Let's see what happens. Um, I, yeah, I think I got, I think, uh, no, 
I gotta get. I gotta get my. I gotta get my my timeline straight here on Spielberg movies. Yeah. Well, in this one, this one's tricky. For reasons okay. I'll reveal. Um, it was a St- Spielberg directed movie. Is that what you said? That's correct. Um. Well, I know Jaws was seventy six. Uh, I don't think any any of the Indiana Joneses were, were until after eighty, and and you said eighty one, which means they're probably filming in eighty. I gotta say Jaws. Correct. I mean that's the that's the that's my best guess. The original. Okay. Okay. Um, this is gonna upset you. Uh oh, wait. Yes, ventrilofart. You can change your answer. That's fine. What? Do it, do it quickly. That's not allowed. He wanted to change his answer. It's your brother. You can allow him a little. Oh god. Little competition. Joel, so, you're locked in. Jaws. Well, I'm gonna change my answer. <laughs> All right. You want to change it? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say maximum overdrive. Or no, what? What was the truck one? No, never mind. Never mind. I disregard. Disregard. <laughs> okay. So, um. Let's see. Raiders of the Lost Ark was Jordan's new answer. Jaws 2 is also incorrect. Um, <laughs> Maximum Overdrive and and the original Jaws, incorrect. Um, the answer is Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Son of a bitch. Which was a, it's a 1977 movie, but this was for the digital remaster in 1980 that they released. Or maybe not digital, but just a remaster. They, I think they cleaned it up and re-released it to theaters. That used to be a big uh, thing back in the 70s yeah. and 80s. Like if a movie did really well, they would wait a few years and then just re-release it as well. As remaster a new movie. the t- the term remaster was really hot back then. Yeah, for sure. All right, move on. Next question. <laughs> I, I, I went hard on these. I don't know what I'm doing here. Um. Okay, you can get this one, Joel. Starring Tom Everett. I'm sorry, Tom Everett Scott and Julie Delpy, an American werewolf in Paris, released in 1977. It currently has no, what rating on RottenTomatoes.com? <laughs> it didn't come out in 77. That came out. In what like, did I say? 77? Yeah, it came out in like 2007. Oh. No, nine, 97 is when it was 97. released. 97. Okay. Sorry, I misspoke. Um, yeah, an American werewolf in Paris, sort of a half-ass sequel oh there was too much cgi we talked about it last episode yeah was, oh the oh oh yeah the cgi it's and the wolf would just it's jump out of its, it's out of people's skin it was yeah. just like stupid it's like it looks don't like don't get a, me started don't get me started like don't a, get me started it looks like a like <laughs> like a a playstation one game with like a really low budget or something yeah i don't know yeah too much it was just too, was just too <laughs> extra man it was just not good um, it's, it's funny. To, yeah, I think it. Uh, you know what, though, makes a good point that like it's funny to watch. Um, if you're like maybe super stoned and you and you really can't find anything else to watch, but I would I would not watch it. What do you got, Joel? What's the thirty-one percent? Whoever guesses closest. I What'd said 30, 30, 31. 30, 31. 31. All right, Ventrilofart said thirty-three. Ooh. Um, and the correct answer is seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. Yikes. 
Yikes. All right. It's pretty rough. Shark takes another point. You've Ooh. clearly won at this point. There's no comebacks for Ventrilo Fart, but I've already prepared the question. Let's do it. Uh, the 2014 New York Comic Con, it was announced that The Wolf Among Us, it's a popular video game yes. by uh, Telltale Games, RIP Telltale, uh, it would be adapted into a comic book. Tell me, who published this comic book? It was first released digital, but then later they, they did make a print version uh, for for uh, the comic book stores and the newsstands and the sundries. Um, who published it? Yeah, we're looking for the publisher. Okay. The Wolf Among Us, if you haven't played it, um, I think it's worth running through. I think it's fun. It's a good time. It's a good time, especially yeah, if you like it's that a cool uh, story. Yeah, that the, uh, the Once Upon a Time the world they built. Yeah, if you like that Once Upon a Time show, you'll love it because it's just yeah. a lot of a lot of fairy tale stuff colliding together. But then it has a cool, um, like a, I don't know. It's got a darker take on it for sure. It's really, uh, it's really interesting. I mean this completely as a hint, by the way, um, but I don't think you're going to get it, Joel. Okay? Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks for the vote of confidence. That's a hint. No, that's a hint. You know all the publishers, and you know this. You know the answer. You know, you know this this publisher. But like, I don't think you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna pick it. So. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. And then Ventrilofart is now accusing you of cheating. He says he thinks that you're peeking at the screen. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> the first time won't be the last Ventrilofart. Um, what do you got, Joel? Oh, is it my turn? I think so. Ventrilofart, he doesn't matter anymore. And by I, anymore, I mean he never mattered. I know this one because I went and got the comic no. books. Really? And it's Vertigo Comics. Good job. That's right. Yeah. You know what? And that is a derivative of DC. So I don't know if Jordan says DC, then he's technically correct. Well, I mean, he didn't answer at all. He just called you a cheater. <laughs> oh, but okay. he also didn't know that <laughs> he's just the throwing first shade. Indiana Jones movie was Raiders of the Lost Ark. So yeah. we got some work to do on him. Um, yeah, Vertigo is correct, and it, it makes total sense because they published uh, Fables. I don't know if you remember that uh -huh. comic book, but yep. that was pretty successful for that publisher, and uh, it was the same guy that worked on uh, yeah. Fables for the adaptation. So Yeah, Vertigo is essentially the weird, dark corner of DC Comics. That's where they just put a lot of... Yeah. It's also, I will say, and and I don't know, maybe Marvel has, has something like this, but... Um, it's also a really cool place to find a lot of great independent comics as well. Like Vertigo is really good at picking up like uh, kind of new to the game artists and writers and stuff. So yeah, yeah if, if you're into I that kind of yeah, I've bought some stuff, stuff before. Yeah. Awesome, man. And there's right your on. werewolf trivia. Werewolf trivia. Um, what's the score? What's the score? Scoreboard now. Oh, you win, man. Three to zero. You... No, like overall. Where are oh, we? You're, I think that puts you in the lead above the Nighthawk. Yes. So, yeah, well done. You now have seven gold bars. Seven. Gold, golden bears. Golden bars. Golden bars. All right. Well, let's talk about some video games, man. Please. Games, 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 games. 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 Yeah. Games. Um, 
I'll go first, and then we'll go to John's VR corner. I have been playing. Don't the spoil game. them. They don't know that I'm gonna talk about a VR game. Oh, okay. okay. Let me start over. Let me start over. Can I go first? <laughs> yeah, you go first. Games, oh, games, 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 games. games. <laughs> I have been playing and loving 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 the new ghostbusters it's not i shouldn't say new it's a remaster of the ghostbusters game um it came out in gosh i want to say 2000 and uh maybe 2010 um on the xbox 360 um and i am surprised i'm not hearing more people talk about it to be perfectly honest because it has all of the voice actors from the movies are in the game so it is harold ramus dan Aykroyd, um ernie hudson um and of course bill murray as well as bill murray's brother who plays like the, the guy that talks like this he was in groundhog day he's um he's in it and then um the, uh, peck the guy that plays peck his voice is in it. Um, Janine, like it is awesome, man. It is essentially the third movie in the Ghostbusters yeah, lore. It's lore. Un, it's un, it's completely unprecedented. Like it's insane that that all came together and they were all on board. I remember when you first got it for Xbox 360. I think back then, uh huh. When when it first came out, and I was impressed then. Um, I came saw out that 2009. it was Still haven't played it. Yeah. But, came out in 2009. But yeah. but, so tell uh, us more. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um, man, the I think the reason I love it more now. Well, they prettied up the graphics, so it's got more of a cell shaded look now, um, as opposed to them trying to make it look, you know, uh, I guess whatever the best 2009 graphics were, and uh, you're essentially a new recruit on the Ghostbusters team. And there is a psychic wave that comes out of the Gozar, the Gozarian exhibit at the New York History Museum of Natural History. And it is essentially um, similar to the <laughs> ending of Ghostbuster 1. It kind of puts all the ghosts back out. So the first like tutorial phase of the game is essentially you're going back and hunting some of the big ghosts from the first from the first movie. So like Slimer, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, the librarian lady. Um, so it's just got all the nostalgic feels, which I didn't know I needed. You know, Ghostbusters is one of those movies that, uh, you know, you watch it so much that you forget how much of an impact it had on, like, you know, who you are as a person. But um, the cool thing is Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis fully wrote the game. So there is lore on top of lore on top of lore. So you're... Um, the scanner that you have, you know, that fun little thing Egon uses all the time that has a little two little things that come out of the sides that stands yeah. for uh, paranormal EKG, man. EKG, thank you. Um, that Wait, real is, quick, are you hearing the bings and bongs right now? I'm not on my end. I am not. No. Okay. No, you sound good. Sorry. Just wanted to make sure that wasn't <laughs> um, like coming through on the podcast. Sorry. So that's like a scanner mode, like similar to a lot of games today. I think at the time that was kind of new. So like in the Batman games you have, like you can scan an environment, um, even in the Assassin's Creed. So 
you go to like EKG mode and you can search areas for ghosts and then there's all these artifacts and every little thing you find there's a full paragraph or two description and like a little mini ghost story for every little haunted item that you find you can scan ghosts every ghost has a backstory and then the city of New York pays you for every ghost that you catch so you accrue money and then you use that money to update your proton pack and there is four different style or different streams i should say that you can shoot from your proton pack so there's the classic like um <laughs> um zap them lack them and trap them i forget what they say in it but there's like the classic uh the classic proton pack stream there's a shock stream there's a slime so you can shoot slime um to make a negative energy positive like that's a lot of ghostbusters 2 lore um and then there's like this nuclear like hardcore let's mess up really hardcore uh dangerous ghost so you're constantly just like an rpg you're up you're upgrading your your proton pack um and then um you can explore so it's not really it's not really open world but like when you get into the firehouse you can like snoop around and i was like zooming in on drawings on like this bulletin board and like the amount of like lore and detail that they put into this is it's really impressive to be perfectly honest it's a 30 dollar game i feel like i'm i've only played a few hours and i feel like i'm already halfway through it um i don't it's a, remember and it's a full game for $30, right? Like you're going to get, yeah, yeah. you know, 15 to 20 hours out of the main campaign. Yeah. I think something. that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Yeah. Maybe, asking, maybe a little, know, yeah. yeah, maybe a little bit less on that, but um, man, if you're, if you love ghostbusters, you've, you have to play this because like I said, it is essentially the third movie and, um, it's great. I love it. So that's my, uh, that's my review. Do you remember uh, how, how much we used to play ghostbusters when we were, we had all when the we toys in our youth. Yeah, we had the yeah. proton packs, some yeah. of the suits. Um, I remember uh, early memory in our and in, in my life of going to the Ghostbusters two sequel, uh, and our dad brought us, and um, we had like our Ghostbuster IDs that we wanted to show the ticket taker guy um, that came with some of the toys and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and, and he and he. Um, he was nice enough to to rip one of them in half. Do you remember that? Uh, I don't remember. that. It broke our hearts. It was a sad day. You might have been at um, you might have been in like juvenile correction or something at the time. <laughs> but Jordan, maybe Jordan and I, we went yeah. and that happened or something. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a good time. So, John, I think you would love it. So I'm highly recommending you find thirty shekels and you go ahead and get this game. And yeah, I mean, it's on my list for sure. It looks I, I, amazing. I honestly, and... I feel like your kids would like it too. Like the ghosts look cool. They all are different. There's different. Well, that's what I wanted to ask. Was like, how as far as a remaster goes, is this a big old graphical update? Does it look like much work was put I think, into I it? I think it's it's cleaned up. Um, I it doesn't look that, current gen though. You know what I mean, right? It def it doesn't look current gen, but it's for thirty dollars. It's definitely playable. Um, the ghost, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of particles going on. There's a lot of moving objects going on. Like I was in the I library. I love particles. I love, I love particles. Big particle fan. Yeah. How's the lighting? The, the lighting's good. It's there's scary parts. Um, bump mapping. We get bump mapping in this version. Uh, not a lot of texture. I will say okay. that not a lot of texture, but okay. um, 
the ghosts, like there's different classes of, and you hear like Dan Aykroyd, you can tell like he spent a lot more time in the old in the old voice actor booth than anybody else because the whole time he's like, oh my god, that's a class fourth freestanding, you know, photon, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, um, what, by the way, Dan Aykroyd, what a weirdo! Did you see him on Rogan? Uh, yes, last week. But here's the thing: what? I already knew that. There's a whole documentary. If you I can didn't find know, it. I didn't know he was that into all the paranormal and UFOs. Basically, yes. it's everything. Bigfoot. He believes in all of it. He's into yeah. all of it, and he was raised into all of it. So, yes, if, I mean, if you're not listening to uh, to Rogan or you missed that one, like definitely go Check back and, out. and listen to that one. Yeah, he he also did an episode. So Rogan, um, <laughs> Rogan kind of shut him down a lot. But if you want to hear him just go full hog, um, last podcast on the left also had him on as a guest, and they totally eat up eat everything he has up with a spoon, and uh, he gets to go did a he, little bit. Did he explain the science of his vodka? Uh, oh on, yeah, he mentions that stinking crystal, crystal, crystal head vodka is the clearest vodka, best tasting vodka, winner of the Moscow Vodka they, Cup. They pour it over <laughs> diamonds or something. Yeah, they to, pour it. Yeah. <laughs> they pour it through the same diamonds. Uh, that uh, like are found from the mountain of where UFOs are sighted, or I don't know. It's just um, I love them. Here's the th- here's the wild thing about Dan Aykroyd. How can you be that big of a nerd, but also be not only an uh, a comedian, but also a movie icon, but also a music icon? Like he's got it covered. Like he can't, he can't be mad at his life at all. Did they induct like, the Blues Brothers into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I'm sh- I'm sure they have. I mean, right? I mean, that makes sense, right? That movie's incredible. If you haven't watched that movie lately, uh, me guilty. And Lori, no, ever I, guilty as charged. Oh, John. I'm not, oh, I'm not please, it. Yeah. just it, just buckle up, turn off all distractions, and just just dive right into it because it is. Um, okay. They do some things that you don't see in movies as much anymore. So like there's, there's scenes where it's like, it's hundreds. It seems like hundreds of people dancing and it, it feels almost like a musical at times. Um, but man, Dan Aykroyd, I think he is winning at life and maybe, maybe he made a deal (laughs) with some sort of paranormal entity. Hail Satan. You know what I mean? Like maybe he, I don't know, but for a guy that that is that big of a nerd, to be that famous is pretty incredible. Do you do you believe in the any sort of uh, supernatural or paranormal anything at all? Do you do you believe it in or in in, in like any degree? Like, are you what what are your views? Well, this is what I know. I know that energy is neither can is neither created nor destroyed, and I know that our bodies run off of a really complicated battery system. And I know that when that battery shuts down, that energy is is going somewhere. And are you talking I about th- like when they weigh a body after it dies and it's like 20, 21 29, grams lighter 29 or grams. something? Yeah, twenty nine grams. That's actually a founded study, um, and that is yeah. a that's probably one of the biggest mysteries I think of that we don't talk enough about. But I think that's part of it. But if anyone wants to, I'll, I'll recommend a book. Um, it's called Spook, um, and it's by a gal, um, and she does a really good job of basically catching you up on all the legitimate science that's been done on the afterlife. And the book does a really good job of, like, it has some humor in it, but then at the same time, 
um, it's got a lot of head scratching stuff in it. So they did a out of body experiment at a several different large hospitals and they put symbols on the roof of these hospitals and specifically children that had died and then came back were able to like recall the symbols that were on the roof of the hospital and stuff. So there's definitely some, there's some stuff out there. I think I still, um, oh, I still subscribe to the, the idea that we're still monkeys and we haven't figured out the entire universe. Um, but me and Lori, my wife, we constantly talk about like, we, it's, we, we have, we have to sleep. Um, we have to eat, we have to get sunshine. We have to be around other people. Um, and that we're, we're essentially like meat robots. Like we're like, we're We're biological. um, Yeah. We're meat robots. Yeah. Yeah. And like to bring someone that's like drowned in a swimming pool back, we have to shock them and then they, you know, they come back. So there's an energy component to that. And so I kind of sit on the, 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 the side of like, sure. Uh, I mean, why not, you know, and maybe, but I don't think it's like these intelligent personal ghosts that people like to tell stories about. I think if anything, um, it's kind of like, uh, um, a big enough energy can leave a imprint on a certain space or thing or place, you know? And I think maybe we can, we're in touch with that. Like, here's a, here's a good question for you, John. How come people know when someone's looking at them, when their backs turned? Like that's, yeah, right. There's some creepy. Yeah. Or or ha- like, have you had the thing where you're thinking about someone and then they call you or they text uh, you? Yes. Like, that happens with me and hell? you all the time. Yeah. Um, there, there's some site and maybe psychic's not the word, right word for it. Cause that's kind of hokey, but there is something like that, that we haven't quite understood yet. So yeah, and, I'm, I'm and, open um, to it. I'm up th- for I it. I think, um, I think Rogan put it into kind of cool terms on on that Ackroyd episode um, where he says, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something to the effect of like, you know, whatever, a hundred years ago, people didn't know that we could like, you know, tap into radio waves and and, and broadcast on radio waves or Wi-Fi. It's like, so so there's things that are like infrared. Like who was the first scientist that, set up an apparatus that could could view infrared uh wavelength right so like maybe maybe there maybe there's a whole bunch of other things that we just aren't equipped to perceive um but uh if you had i don't know if i had an answer now uh, are are ghosts a thing i would say no i'm like i'm very like Anytime I hear a creak in the night, I'm like, it's probably that goddamn cat. Well, and <laughs> my brain, yeah, my brain's my the carpet. same way. Like, if someone tells me a place is haunted, I'll march right in there. You know, I, I don't oh, think. Oh yeah, I'm like, I I dare yeah. a ghost to pull some shit yeah. on me. I dare it. You know. <laughs> and honestly, I uh, I try to find this place. So here's a weird thing, John. Let me tell you a weird thing. Um, John Benet's Ramsey, John Benet Ramsey, her house is on the way to my job every day. I just put, I just realized this. So I like drive by her house every single day. Like the place that she was murdered. You know what I mean? Do you stop every day? No, but I think about it a lot. And like, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't Have know. I, don't, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I've looked at it. You know what I mean? Uh, just, just, just it's the other probably, day. Hey, at the very least, at the least, at very least you should stop and then open up your Pokemon go app because I bet it's a dream. <laughs> 
It has my, to be. my Harry, my Wizards United app or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Get out that, get out that, uh, that Snorlax and yeah. see if you can claim that gym, man. Get that gym, claim that, that tower, Ramsey son. Gym, man, you need that gym. <laughs> no, I, I don't know, man. I think, uh, I think there's you have to there, you have to be willing to just kind of bring it on. What I would think would be really interesting is. Um, and I, I wonder if they've ever done this experiment, but like take a known haunted place, you know, lots of stories, get a bunch of guys in there, you know, whoever, guys, girls, whatever, lock them in there and have them eat a handful of mushrooms and let's just see what happens. You know what I mean? Is that going to tap into the other side? You're going to, you're going to have a, oh, that sounds stressful. They're going <laughs> to see some shit for sure. And they're going to know they're locked in there and that's not going to be a good situation. You don't, oh yeah. Cause you don't ever want to feel trapped. I've yeah, heard no. Allegedly. You want options when yeah. when you're in that state. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other the other thing, man, is you know, every culture, every culture has 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 these stories. I mean, I mean, we're talking about werewolves tonight, but like every culture has something like this, and it makes you wonder: um, is that just a human condition thing? Is that something like, um, you know, if you look in, if you look into a you look at a wooden wall enough, long enough, uh, you're gonna start to see a face. Like, is that just a human thing? Or well, it make it makes sense that it's a human thing. I mean, we went to the moon and the bottom of the ocean for what reason? Just that's to look, cool. just to Man, look around and like what you study. Just said. It's like it's our yeah. nature to wonder. You know, we we're the yeah. as far as we know right now, we're the only species in the universe. As far as we definitively know right now, that that has this this brain, like it's unnatural that yeah. w- that human beings evolved to have this brain, and we have this society built all yeah. around us and all this technology, and now it's like that's that's one of the things that's going to bug us until forever, you know. Well, Afterlife, there's enough. There's death, a, there's spirits, some sort of breakthrough soul, that has to happen you know? because. Yeah. You know, we now know we know we know more to what to your point. We know more about the moon and the ocean than we do about our own brain. And the fact that memories, feelings, uh, uh, information is not just stored in that you know in your head. It's all in yeah. your body. It's everywhere. Um, that's crazy to me. And so to go back to my original point, you shut all that off. Where does it go? And I think that's that's a fun scientific way to be like, okay, there's an option. The doors the doors ajar, yeah. um, and that's how I I tend to look at a lot of things. Is I will always if 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 my kiddo says that there's a monster in the closet, I'm kicking the fuck out of that closet. But at the end of the day, um, I would rather I would prefer to live in a world of possibility than of um, just shutting it down. You know what I mean? Just saying, ah, right. no, you're crazy because. We all have friends, and if you have friends or you have your own ghost stories, let us know. We'll definitely do a ghost theme episode before Halloween comes. Um, let us know. Please send in those ghost stories. Call us on the voicemail um, at 970-368-5694. Tell us those stories because, um, for me, that's really compelling stuff as when you have people. And we have stories, John, growing up. like I don't know if you remember Grandpa Egbert telling the story about that barn um, that was down the road from his house. Do you remember that? I don't. So it was, it was there was a kid who was mentally disabled and um, he had um, his, his, he had killed his dad in there. And then the, um, 
the 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 like sheriff came in and shot the kid but you can like go he would say you could go into that barn and the mother would clap her hands to like get the kid to like calm down and apparently if you go in there and clap your hands and like uh crazy stuff happens and uh that sounds like some bullshit though to me you know now that it I, does. Hear, I mean, when we were kids, we were, <laughs> I know like, you're, right. you're right. You're right, but still, Ninja but still, I mean, stuff, that's not so. the best example. But right. like Crybaby, how about Crybaby Bridge? Apparently, the bridge we grew up by was a Crybaby Bridge, you know. And uh, yeah, yeah. those are classic ghost stories about <clears throat> women that had children out of wedlock and went and killed the baby and killed themselves, and you can hear crying. And the fact that multiple people hear that kind of stuff—I don't know—that's compelling. You know, there was there. You know, there was a dame or two that went down there with a group and was like, "All right, let's do this." And then she just killed the baby and was like, "I'm going home. I'm, I'm going gonna, home. Let's go." I'm not get doing some the. I'm not schlitz. doing the rest. Of it. Yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, well, that was a that was a fun ghost tour. We derailed. Um, we derailed a little bit. I mean, have you ever had any firsthand experiences? Never. Have you ever had? I have. Never, and I've gone on like little ghost hunt things. Like, uh, wife and I went uh, down to Georgia, and we went on a on a you know a tour, a ghost tour, all the haunted places, and went into some buildings and uh, things like that. Um, people, I don't know. People want that. Like, that's a. Do you th- well, you think that's it? That people want. They it? look for it. I yeah. I think it's an error in. In perception, I think you look around and you're like, "Oh, I heard something," and then your mind starts making up stories. And, I think that's a lot of it. I agree. And then, with you. and then also, there's like what happened the night that you think you heard something or saw something, and then that gets inflated over the years because human memory is dog shit. Well, proven, and people people forget you know. when you sleep, your brain has the ability to create entire worlds that you are interacting with. And what happens when that happens? And 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 who's who's to say that doesn't happen when you're awake? And that's yeah. part of where that misdiagnosis comes from. I don't know, man. There's like there's like simulation theory too. We can talk about that a little bit. The matrix. Um, you can talk about you know uh, overlapping um, like uh, like quantum mechanics, right? Like so, like mm-hmm. every time you make a decision in your life, you're spawning Another a universe. new. Yeah. Um, universe or something and that they're they're overlaying so maybe there, it's like um, some sort of ripple effect between dimensions I mean it, who knows no one knows they're they're yeah. figuring it out there's someone down at Oxford right now think, figuring it out I think <laughs> if I was to I mean I think a lot of it is we're really afraid of death and I think yeah. that's the one thing I don't care who right. you talk to if someone tells you they're not afraid um, they're not everyone is afraid of what I think I think people are afraid up next. until like the moment and then I think there has to be some sort of peace in the moment right like okay I don't here we have go. to worry about <laughs> yeah. anything here we let's go let's just yeah, yeah you know here I am take me whatever happens happens let's go and uh yeah I don't know we we got to get back on track Joel <laughs> okay what, what um, games are coming out this week what's new in game news <laughs> Well, that's really all I've been playing in terms of games. I want to remind everyone that on October 16th, Friday the 13th, will be free on Games with Gold on Xbox. So everyone needs to download that. Um, I think We, we played a little bit of that not too long ago. We there. did. I just always have fun playing it, man. It, it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a janky game, but if you can get... Mm, 
I'd say more than two friends online with you to play with you. Oh, it's a good time. It's a lot of fun. It's um, a lot of fun. The only thing that sucks is how long it takes to axe down a door when you're Jason. Good lord. So we played, and we only played one match. We ran into some network issues, um, and I mean, come on, I won the lottery. I was Jason. It was awesome. I know. Like, I, I killed, know. I killed you. I killed uh-huh. two other counselors. Mm-hmm. And if you've never heard of this game. I think we've talked about it many times, but who knows? Anyways, Friday the Thirteenth, asymmetrical multiplayer game. One person's Jason, everyone else's counselors, and Jason can detect the counselors based on their level of fear. So, are they in um, a cabin with lights on? Lower fear level. Are they running around out in the woods? Uh, the higher fear level, easier to detect. And then Jason has all these cool. Um, his supernatural power so he can teleport to different areas of the map he can um, go into this different vision mode and see where where the fear is located or where counselors are located like certain buildings will light up red if there's a counselor in there that's kind of scared and it's just the murder uh, animations alone once you finally grab that it's first totally counselor and yeah put their face onto a coat hook or <laughs> yeah poke out their eyeballs with your thumbs it's fun yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a good time. I'd love to put together a community event um, for, a- I guess, after the 16th. So there'd be the weekend of the, the uh, maybe the 18th or 19th, maybe the 19th, the Saturday. But I'd love to get a bunch of guys together and play some Friday the 13th. So let's say the 19th community event, Rad Dad Radio. I'm Super Shark. This is Cream of Egbert. Um, hit us up on Xbox Live. Um, but we'll make it happen. I'll play. It'll yeah, be I'll awesome. Play. It'll be late. <laughs> awesome. Um, let's uh, let's let's learn a little bit more about what you have been playing, John. If I can find your, I played a game. Strap some shit on your face. Let's all leave this place. It's John's virtual reality corner. <laughs> I like the horns you added at the end. It almost sounded like the intro of Prices. <laughs> right. Anyways, trivia. okay. So I played a game called uh, Wilson's Heart. I bought it, you know, maybe a couple, couple, three weeks ago. It was on sale on the Oculus Store. So it's, it's a virtual reality game. Yes, I know. Hang in there, listeners. Hang in there. It's not only the elite that play. Um, the virtual reality. You're hearing it. You're hearing it here first. Anyways, um, Joel, I think you would like this game. I played. Okay. I think I got a couple hours into the main campaign today, okay. and it's uh, developed by what do they call themselves? Uh, Twisted Pixel Games. You may have may have heard of these guys. Uh, they're behind such games as Explosion uh, Man, The Mall. <laughs> so maybe you haven't okay. heard of them. I thought that was a. I think I've, they do a lot of VR games. Anyways, I know Explosion Man. I okay. played Explosion Man. Yeah, it's okay. great. It's a side. So scroller. um, so so Wilson's heart. You you wake up in a hospital bed, and the the whole game is set in. It's the whole game is black and white, which is weird. Um, in VR, because basically once you play it for a while and you take the headset off, you're like, oh, color. That's right. Color is all around the world normally. Um, And so I got to a point where I started to unlock some of my character's abilities and I'm going all around this spooky, uh, you know, deserted 1947 um, hospital. And 
uh, a lot, lot of, lot of uh, puzzle solving games going on. You know, find the key, uh, find the thing that will light this on fire, or you know, whatever. Like, let, pretty, pretty light puzzle solving. And then um, I finally got to a point where I had to like fight an enemy, and it was this like German soldier who was like a zombie, and he had a gas mask on, and he like breaks through the floor in front of me, and and I'm, I'm like boxing him, but then he would like you know kind of head back to the back part of the map that i was in and he would throw grenades at me and i would have to catch the grenade in the air and then throw it back at him and blow him up a little bit and then he would continue to fight me um the 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 weird thing about it is like one of the tools you have so the game's called wilson's heart your your goal throughout the game is you're trying to find your heart and what's been in your chest cavity instead of your heart is this weird supernatural orb that when you oh. you can you reach into your chest with your you you're, you're doing this by moving your arms around you reach into your in where your chest is and you grab out this orb and you can take it out for a short period of time and it has it does different things as like a weapon so like you can throw it at enemies and it'll like destroy them or you can like use it to uh, light different like broken light sources because anywhere there's shadow you can't travel you can't like walk into because there's these weird demons that show up and their okay. eyes are just glowing in the shadow um, there's been a few good jump scares um, I, I punched the shit out of like a possessed teddy bear earlier today that was really weird and I had to like set the painting that he came out of on fire it's, it's really okay. bizarre I'm loving it um, I'm absolutely going to finish it and uh, and I, I I I say I say thumbs up, recommend if you're on uh, on any uh, you know virtual reality headset, you can um, if you're not on Oculus you can uh, play it through Revive. So if you're on, did it was it scary? Yeah. That's my big question. Man. Yeah yeah they weren't they weren't overboard with the jump scares, but like there was a really cool moment early early in the game where. You're still just getting out of like when I first started, I was I was like tied up with chains to like this standing bed, and I and both my hands I'm like I I, I was stumped initially because I'm still learning the game and everything, and I'm like okay I got these things on each of my wrists, and I don't know you know I don't know how to how to get out of this and advance in the game like right from the right from the get. And, uh, and then I realized, like, oh, wait, I have these pens holding the things onto my wrist. So if I pull these pens out on each side, okay, now I'm free. Then I go to this bathroom, and there's a mirror. I, I think I talked about Batman Arkham VR yeah, last week, yeah. which also had a mirror scene. So yeah. the mirror in VR is pretty cool because you get to see your character model. And when you turn your head, it it absolutely mimics your movements and all that. And so... I had these like uh, probes in my head on each side, uh, like right where my temples were. And I had to reach up and like pull those out. And I'm looking at it in the mirror. My character is like grimacing and making, you know, faces and stuff that would, you know, remind me I'm in pain. My character has a voice. So as he's going through, he's talking to everybody. Yeah, where's my, where's my heart? I'm looking for my heart. My name's Wilson. Um, I run into uh, uh, some other people there finally, and uh, we get we get this goal together. But basically, the main doctor of the hospital has he's into some necromancy, some weird shit, you know, some okay. supernatural okay. shit. And he he built this device, and 
removed my heart and implanted it in my chest. And so I'm having conversations okay. with the other characters like, well, hey, you know, he's on to something because look at you. You're walking around without a heart. You're alive right now. You know, maybe this thing uh-huh. has other abilities. And, and so it's cool to like go explore environments, puzzle solve. And then also when enemies come up, like pull something out of your chest and use it as a weapon. And then you you have to put it back in your chest or you'll pass out and die. <laughs> okay. It's wow. it's really weird. Um, I I'm I'm loving it. It was it was highly rated and it, and I put it on my wish list either in in Steam or the Oculus Store or something. And it went on sale for I think ten bucks. And I was like, all right, let's let's get it. Cool, so, man. Yeah, I'm um, liking it. That's awesome. I I I don't know. I can barely handle scary games. <laughs> like on my Xbox. Well, level well and I'll tell you what, scary games in VR, fuck you. That's mean. You shouldn't do that to people. <laughs> um, it's too much, man. It's it is. I like I, I had chills, and I don't do well with VR or like um scary games in general. Like I I didn't I only played like two hours of Alien Isolation because I was like, you know what? Why would I do this to myself? I think you bought me that one, or no no wife did. Wife bought yeah, me that one. Yeah. And I was like I was like huh. I, I, I don't know why. Like, who likes these games? So, so you you started playing Blair Witch, does, but I've heard that that one's not so. Um, I don't know, like debilitating. Like you can still. You, um, it's you're scary. Encouraged it's, to power through. Or uh, something. yeah. I I want to continue playing it. I gotta build up the courage again. Um, it's scary. It's atmospheric for sure. And so you haven't that, touched it since its release in that first session you had, basically. Yeah. Yep. Um. I mean, you use your flashlight as a weapon, which I think is really uh, creative. Like, I haven't seen that since, like, old PlayStation Silent Hill games, you know? So, um, but it's it's very highly reviewed, and um, people should try it. I would love to hear what, I would love to hear what you think. You should give it a shot. I know Brogan I, yeah. and Seth I have it installed. I just it. haven't started it yet. Yeah. Um, awesome. Um, what are what are some games that you hope to play in this Halloween season? Do you have anything on your backlog that you want to play to kind of keep getting the spirit? Anything like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, I already said uh, Blair Witch. That's on my list right now. Um, the other one is uh, the Resident Evil Two remake. I have that installed on <laughs> yeah. PC, so yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna play that. Um, I, I remember playing that when I was you know a lot younger and. Um, the the remaster and the new control scheme it looks amazing it's it's really well reviewed and then another one that I've been picking away at and I think I talked about it last episode but I love the aesthetic is that uh, little nightmares game so oh yeah those yeah. those are like my creepy October November yeah. creep myself out yeah games. mine mine are the same Blair Witch Resident Evil two for sure and then have you ever played Costume Quest any of those games no. So I believe they're on Game Pass, but uh, Costume Quest Two is the newest one, and it's a it's a cute little like your kids may like it. It's a cute little um, arcadey looking trick or treat game, um, but it turns into a turn based um, brawler, um, and you turn into your Halloween costume, 
and you have to eat candy to like power up and it's kind of fun that like, sounds it has, cool is it, it really, you said it's kind of like cartoony and lighthearted, or oh super it's definitely kid centric but okay. it's uh it's got the a great like halloween aesthetic and you're essentially trick-or-treating town to town and then every once in a while you'll get um you'll see like a bad guy and then like one kid is wearing like a cardboard robot costume and then dun dun dun, dun he turns into a giant like what's in his imagination, a giant robot. And then it's turn-based fighting and um, it's really fun. So check out costume quest. That's, that's on my um, list to play. I've I've been playing uh, the last few Halloweens. I only play like half hour at a time, but it's fun. uh, The the, uh, the old, uh, the old saddle bag is uh, it's topped off here. So you want a topic real quick? Oh yeah. And then I'll go. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Uh, your topic is the first video game that genuinely like gave you chills Ooh. or scared you okay. or jump scares or something yeah. like that. First one ever that you ever played. Okay. All right. I'll be right back. Okay. So the first video game, John's pissing for new listeners, just so, just so you know what's going on. The first video game that genuinely scared me was the very first Resident Evil on PlayStation 1. And I remember the exact moment. Um it was there's a there's a part where you have to go down a hallway and there's a bunch of glass windows and all these like zombie crows like crash through the window um and i screamed and i remember my dad i kept playing and then my dad like came downstairs and was like are you okay what's going on everything okay it's like yeah dad i'm playing a, <laughs> i'm playing a really scary video game um so that's my first one i also remember like the the liquors um um in resident evil it's like these uh they're like zombies are on all fours and they have this crazy tongue like that was really frightening and i i i i definitely had a nightmare or two from from the resident evil games um but generally i avoid scary games um and i know in a lot of stealth games they'll add like horror elements where oh the music changes and you don't want to get caught. Like even that, even that throws me off my game, which is so weird because I love scary movies, um, but I can't. There's something about putting your yourself in it that really throws me off. Um, anyone listening on Mixer or um, if, feel free to please let us know. Like what 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 is a scary game? What was your first scary game? Um, I know um, the Silent Hill games. I mentioned that. I know, um, I remember at arcades playing, um, um, Carnival. You remember Carnival, John? I do remember that game from the Star Cinema's, uh, lobby area. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the, that's one of the, um, House of the that, Dead. That was another one. Yeah. Those weren't necessarily yeah. like unsettlingly scary, but man, they were fun. <laughs> they were a lot of fun. Well, yeah. Sure. The shit would jump up in your face. And yeah. And, you, and you'd be like, ah, why don't you um, t- what was what was your game? What were, did uh, you- Res- Resident Evil One? The I remember nice. the ha- the hallway scene where the the zombie crows oh. burst through the glass. That was a video game first. Yeah, that's where I screamed. No, not wait, wait. wait we talk about Resident Evil One. Yeah, I believe it was Resident. The Evil first 1. first zombie scene in that one is when you you go into the the mansion in Raccoon City and you go up to the top of the stairs. I think you hang a left and you go in that room and there's, it cuts to like a cut scene and it's just a zombie. Zombie. Yeah. Like yeah. eating a dude and he turns around. You're like, yeah, you're, you're nine years old. You're like, Oh my God. This is real. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go empty the old cotton mouth, but uh, okay. cotton mouth, co- co- copperhead. Um, why don't you answer the same question? First game to scare you. Oh man. Um, so I think it was. I mean, I thought about that while I had my urination, and I think it's the. Unfortunately, it's the same one. Um, the yeah, the first Resident Evil on PlayStation. Uh, those games were so funny because that was back in an era of there wasn't a whole lot of internet and the internet that was available was kind of shitty. It was absolutely shitty. And uh, so you had these, um, we would go for the Prima guide. I think Prima was the brand. And yeah, you would have the guide for the book. and or the, I'm sorry, the guide for the game. It was just this big book and it would give you a rundown of all the enemies, how best to you know, fight them. Um, it was great for when maybe you couldn't play the game, but you wanted to just kind of still play the game and, you know, maybe you're, you're checking it out before bed or maybe on the school bus the next day, showing your friend all the pictures, that kind of thing. Um, those were super helpful. Um, other video games, I'm trying to think of just some different ones that kind of scared the piss out of me. I already meant, I already mentioned alien isolation, but that was, I think that was released uh, more than a few years ago, 2013, 14, something like that. Uh, Alien Isolation. If you haven't played that game and you're a big Alien fan, Ridley Scott, HR or H G Geiger. Um, H R Geiger. Is it is it R? Yeah. Uh, that's right. He changed it. Heinrich Richard. I don't know what it stands for. Anyways, uh, but but that one is also terrifying. It's just your your heart will only you know increase in uh, beats per beats per minute it's brutal um awesome. mine, mine was the same by the way it was resident evil the first resident well evil. i think we were even together and I'm, i was, i told the listeners how like dad came downstairs and was like are you guys okay what's going on you guys good because <laughs> we were screaming <laughs> yeah and you're like john pissed himself and jordan's crying in the closet but yeah dad we're good thanks for monitoring what kind of video games are playing <laughs> yeah yeah awesome well let's transition to some movie stuff um John, have you watched any? What did you watch in the last week since we last talked? I know Joker, obviously. We're going to talk yeah, a lot about so that tomorrow. I got tomorrow. Joker in. We're going to get yeah. to that tomorrow. Yeah, Catch anything? us live. Uh, I assume we'll go live uh, around the same time. It should be, you know, 10 uh, Eastern Standard, maybe 9.45 if we're lucky. Doubtful, probably 10. Um, what did I see, man? I saw I saw Joker. Uh, I watched. I, I did our homework assignment. I watched American Werewolf in uh, London. It's yep. the best movie ever made. Yep, uh, yep. It's, it's terrifying. It's perfect. Yeah, um, it, it is perfect. I, you, know, <laughs> you know what I forget about every time I watch that movie yeah. is that his buddy he comes back. Like that's part of the werewolf curse. Is that it's every so person brilliant. you kill? It's they so come brilliant. back and they have like hang out with you in in visualizations you have. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, well, I mean, we'll, we'll get in the American werewolf in London. We're going to just do a quick little, a, a little dive on that one. I watched, uh, we had our, our second scary movie night. And again, that's where we have all our friends come over, get a fire going, pour some drinks, fire up the projector. And then we sit outside and bundle up and watch a scary movie with a bunch of friends. It's fantastic. And, um, we watched, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. <laughs> Which uh, 3 is when they started to suck, right? Uh they all I think they're I think Freddy is Freddy's a hard character to be 
afraid of, I think. Um, Whatever. I think he's cool in the first one. He's cool, but I think he's not scary. I like um, his sense of humor. I like that he's having fun. I'm going to kill you. Come here, bitch. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Come here, bitch. Yeah, I like that he's having fun throughout all of it, you know? Ter- scary Terry. Um, I, uh, <laughs> oh, bitch. <laughs> oh, come on, bitch. <laughs> um, Dream Dream Warriors, for those that haven't seen it, is, um, it's, a, it's all the survivors from the first two movies, and they realize that in the Dream Realm, they can u- have the same superpowers that Freddy has basically and they essentially become superheroes and fight um and fight Freddy Krueger and it's super hokey and and great camp and b-movie horror and it was perfect perfect for our scary movie night and we had a lot of fun watching it so if you're looking for something that's not scary but super fun to make fun of Freddy 3 Dream Warriors check it out that's that that's really the only thing of note besides the Joker to, to talk to you about um, um i don't know if i talked about this last episode or or not i know i talked about it on podcast right now but i watched the dead don't die with bill murray oh, yeah. and adam driver give me what give me your honest uh like i've i've heard really mixed reviews like well and that's your... and that makes a lot of sense actually that's super mixed i would expect after seeing it i i would expect it to be mixed Personally, I loved it. I thought it was great. Okay. I love I love movies that are like they're meta in a way. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's a bunch I mean, right right from the intro scene, this isn't spoilers, <clears throat> but like they play the um like the I, I think it's you know probably a a first scene and then they cut to the title title card and credits and they're playing this song The Dead Don't Die by Sturgill Simpson, which uh-huh. I'm coming around on and I'm not a country music guy at all but uh-huh. i don't know if you've heard much of sturgill simpson he sounds like a lot like more uh classic western well uh, hanky, Johnny hanky Cash, williams uh, yeah yeah hank williams uh, uh hank williams jr uh your your waylon jennings that kind of shit yeah. um so anyways i'm 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 loving this song it's a, it's it sounds like an it sounds like it's from the 70s but it's it's he's a current band you know um and so they're and so they're playing this song the dead don't die and then uh then we get our first scene with uh driver and murray and they're both small town um you know police officers and they're they're driving around they're doing their rounds they're having some conversation and then um, they decide at some point to turn the turn the radio on, and it's that song again. The dead okay. don't die. It comes on, and um, you know, Bill Murray's like, oh, you know, what is this? Like, turn this off or something. And 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 Adam Driver's like, oh, or, or I think Murray asks him like, you know, where have I heard that before? Like, how do I know that song? And he said, oh, it's it's Sturgill Simpson. The dead don't die. Oh, it's, interesting. Well, and he's like, he's like, it's the theme song. Mm. And so, like, already, I love that. so I love in the that. Fir- yeah, in the first scene of the movie, they already are like saying, like, all right, hold on. They're like aware of the fact that they're characters in a movie, maybe, and then the story carries through. And I don't want to spoil, but as the story goes on, you know, you you have that in the back of your head that, like, wait a minute, he he's the theme song. Why would he say that? Like, why would a character say that? And he, and that's all he says. And then they're on to other conversation or something. But huh. um, it's your yeah, it's your standard small town uh, zombie outbreak. And these are the slow 
uh, George Romero zombies. Uh, great, great makeup. It's it's not scary. I mean, if you if you like zombie movies and you like tongue and cheek comedy, like yeah, you're fine. You're gonna love it. Like so if you like compared liked, compared to like uh, uh, Zombieland, where would you put it? Is it better than that? Is it same level of like tongue and cheek? Is it like where? Uh, where, Shaun of the Shaun of the Dead. That's another good, you know, funny so, zombie. So, so <laughs> Zombieland to me is like a celebration of the genre, where the dead don't die. It the movie feels like all the way through that like a studio forced everyone to come in, writers, gaffers, actors, you know composers everybody they uh-huh. hey it's that it's that time of the year everyone you 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 by contract come on in uh we're making a zombie movie and and here we go and it's like it doesn't feel like anyone it's like it's nothing new but at the same time it's um it's super like self-aware the entire time it's fun i, I, I think like you should, that stuff it's it's more like it like this movie could be made without it being a zombie movie does that make sense like it does it. The fact that it's a zombie movie is just the setting. It could be in your standard romance movie, romantic comedy, uh, buddy comedy, um, coming of age movie. Like, and in in the style that they tell, you know, that that they tell the story in, it could be applied to any of these genres of film. It's fun. Okay. Good review. I'm definitely gonna watch it. I'll tell you what I think. Um, let's uh, let's get into to uh <laughs> American Werewolf in London. Um top 3. Oh, what did you say? Well, let's talk about American Werewolf in London and then we'll <laughs> yeah, we'll finish please. off with a top 3. So uh um uh John Landis, uh, American Werewolf in London. It is <clears throat> it's at the time was considered um and keep in mind this is the time, you know, we mentioned Blues Brothers um you know, it was looked what did at I say as a, 1970, no, 82 was when it was released. Is that right? Uh, 81, uh, something like 81, that. 1981. Yeah. Um, at the time, it was considered a horror film. Um, but looking back, it's definitely, I would say it, it has a lot more. It's remembered for a lot more of its comedic elements um, than, than what a lot of people give it credit for. Um and it's a couple of guys that go on a European backpacking trip, and they encountered uh, a bar called the Slaughtered Lamb, <laughs> is the name of the bar. And they're warned um, to keep to the road and beware the moon. And that's kind of where the story starts. Um, there is a werewolf attack as they hike away from the bar, and... Um, which um, to, you're calling it a comedy? That is that is terrifying. That scene. Yeah, it's violent. Um, yeah. for sure. And um, if you'd like to give the world a coke, that guy. Um, which is that's a that's a, a old callback, but um, he he is uh, kind of the main character. I'm trying to pull up some information here. Um, we're doing a really shitty job. Um, and like you said. Um, essentially the movie is following someone going through the, and it, it really is, it, it, 
the curse of the werewolf. Like that is uh, a big part of it that a lot of movies haven't really, honestly, to this day, really tapped into um, what it means to have the curse of being a werewolf. And it, 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 it goes all the way through these crazy fucking dreams that he has um, all the way to his first transformation. And John, Dude, the dream, the dream he has where like the, like Nazi soldiers or something like break into his house and kill his family and stuff. Yeah, that was crazy, right? I mean, well, I feel it's like, like I, it's basically like just like bonus. <laughs> yeah, it's like bonus non werewolf scenes. It's great. Yeah. And I should say, it, and I'm, I'm, I apologize. This we're gonna spoil uh, for sure. We're not gonna necessarily. I mean, you've had time. You've had time. Yeah, we're 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 gonna spoil for sure. Um, so um, David um, Naughton is the guy that plays like the main uh, werewolf guy. Yeah. I'm gonna put some uh, we'll put some creep show music in the background here for you guys. Um, so if you hear the music and you don't want to, no, be you don't, Joel. You don't have to do that for for this movie. This is you don't think this so. Is more than a handful of decades old, man. Okay. Well, <laughs> whoa. I mean, I hello. love some creep show music, yeah. but um, no. Just so, if you haven't seen it. You gotta go see it. It's, so, it's time, John. Talk about Stan Winston. Talk about that transformation scene because um, oh, I would love to. So they play Bad yeah. Moon, or what do you think? It's just called Blue Moon, or they play Bad, Blue, Bad Moon. Moon Blue Moon. Yeah, Blue Moon. Yeah. He puts it on. He yeah. so he is um, he's on vacation. He meets this girl, and they they hit it off. And he's A nurse. Yeah, this nurse. Oh, from his uh, initial attack, right when yeah. his buddy's taken out. Yep. Um. And so he ends up hitting it off with her. He's staying at her house. She's got to go to work. He's just an American boy uh, on vacation. So he stays at her place. He puts a record on. And I'll be goddamn if you don't get a witness the coolest werewolf transformation scene in any movie ever made. Uh-huh. Uh, all the way, which, All the way down to the hair coming out of the skin. The facial skeletal structure changing before your eyes. Um, and the thing that I think, so it's great practical effects. Stan Winston, this is his like number one thing on his resume, right? Stan Winston has done um, everything from the Iron Man costume and the very Terminator, first, Predator, the first Iron Man, alien yeah. stuff, Jurassic Park. He's um, done it all. He's um, he directed Pumpkinhead. So if you want to really dive deep into Stan Winston, watch Pumpkinhead. It's one of my favorite horror films. It's a really great story. Um, um, we talk about it on our um, Thriller Killer episode back in last March. We're going to actually do a rebroadcast of that one here soon. But um, Stan Winston is the best in the biz. And to the point where he started a school and a master class. And, like, anyone that's gone to that school is kind of carrying on his legacy. Like, that's what's cool about creature effects is you can't duplicate an, a director. But you can replicate methods of creature and makeup effects you know greg nicotero tom savini stan winston those are like the the godfathers of like practical makeup effects and and it's like um it's absolutely like an artisan thing right like there's not you can't get a degree in it but you have to go and sort of have a mentor and yeah you have to work in a studio and learn the way tutelage yeah so you have this amazing practical werewolf transformation you have the song in the background that does not match up at all which actually makes it more unsettling and then from a directorial and cinematic perspective you have this actor that's 
showing the pain of a first transformation of the pain you can feel his bones changing you well, can and that's feel what, like his, yeah. the, like the guttural um, anguish that he is going through becoming an entirely different animal it's awesome like um because if you turn into a werewolf well and the, the other cool thing about how that scene is shot is that it's happening in like just a completely well lit room typically oh in yeah monster movies prior to that yeah. you, you're using the shadows to your aid because you know there wasn't cg and practical effects were dog shit and you wanted to hide everything that looked like bullshit that's why um that's why Jaws is Jaws, and that's why Ridley Scott's Alien looks cool. It's like the suit looks dopey if the dude's standing in, in a well-lit room. You know, it's we, it's it's really um, uh, clever problem-solving as far as like what yeah. the audience is going to be exposed to. And this is this is a scene where it's like, here it is. You get to see a bunch of different angles, and he's in a room, and you're gonna and it so like and they use a bunch of cool uh, like a lot of clever like. Um, like film techniques where so like the hair coming out of his skin they that's just a reverse shot so they they put hair through a skin and then they pull the hair in yeah. for the practical effect and then they they reverse that and it looks oh, like perfect coming perfect. out of the skin perfect. and stuff yeah. yeah um when i was a kid i went to universal studios um with my aunt and my brother john was there with me and my brother jordan we lost him for a little bit but we found him lukaku it's all good and we went to um, it was essentially a presentation on how that effect was made. And they had the actual prop right in front of us. And it, do you remember that, John? Uh, yeah, I think. It was, yeah, well, no. You were little. You were little. I was, it, little. I was 12. So they, so they had the actual prop right there. And they showed how um, it was essentially a table. And the prop was on top of the table, but underneath the table was all the pneumatics, so all the air-powered things that were happening. Um, and it just showed. It, it just for me as a kid, it showed how that was done. And maybe that's part of the reason I love this movie so well. But so, and that's one piece. So whenever you, whenever someone tells you about American Werewolf in London, their first, the first thing they're probably going to talk about is that transformation scene. So at the very least. I shouldn't even say this. I was going to say, just go on YouTube and look at, you got to watch the whole movie because it's all these ingredients that John Landis put together, the music, the setting, the actors, um, the, the makeup effects and the story, the story and the writing of it is really brilliant. So, um, you know, he turns into a werewolf. He encounters, he obviously goes on a killing spree um, and then he goes to a movie theater and now <laughs> sitting behind him are even more like zombies, ghost of all the new people that have been killed, including his buddy. So his buddy, um, played by Griffin Dune, um, he was killed in the initial attack. Um, he's slowly decaying throughout the entire movie. So that's another amazing Stan Winston thing as well. It's like, you're watching this Hold on, guy. Man. I, I, I'm sorry. I can't do this anymore. Um, it was it was Rick Baker. Rick it Baker. It wasn't Stan Winston. I'm sorry. Stan Winston did work on the film, though, John. I don't. I don't think he did. It's Rick, it's Rick Baker. He's like a. He's another one of those. You know. I am sorry. special effects icons. You're right. You know I mean? Yeah, Rick Baker also did Harry and the Henderson effects. Yeah. As well. So he was. He yeah. was like. Which I'm sure he influenced uh, Stan Winston absolutely. Thank right? you. Good like, save. Thanks for pulling me out of the fucking gutter. I sound like an idiot. 
Stan well, Winston's great, guys. Icon, Look up man. Stan Winston. He's worked on so many movies, you know. Um, but uh, anyway, um, the story is essentially again the curse of the werewolf. Um, he has his first transformation. He kills a bunch of people. You get to see all of them. His buddy Griffin Dune is like slowly decaying all the way down to almost a skeleton by the end of the film. Um, all the way to um, kind of this final showdown. Um, and that's another thing I like about this that uh, we didn't talk about in werewolf lore is there's a very different there's a difference in like werewolves versus wolf men. Wolf men are like, mutants are like stand upright like wolf people right but in this film um well what's the difference then like what's the difference between a wolf man and a werewolf so a werewolf is essentially like a super powered wolf monster um and that's what because i had this conversation with my daughter the other day about (laughs) um like (laughs) vampires and it was it turned into like a chicken egg scenario because i was like (laughs) she was like well how do you become a vampire i'm like well you got to get bit by another vampire and she's like yeah but who started the first vampire i was like uh damn it i don't know your mom probably read interview with a vampire talk to her (laughs) it was judas is that right that's what they think i mean that's what they say it was uh he apparently betrayed jesus and the curse that was put on him was um that he could never die and he became a creature of the night. Bloodsucker. So go ahead and explain that to your kid and let me know how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, there's this showdown, and instead of seeing like a wolf man monster, it's a it's a giant scary wolf. Um, and I thought that was a I thought that was cool too, um, because it's such a humanizing story. I feel like if they would have made it look anything like the Edward Naughton character it would have it would have ruined it so I actually think it was really smart that they made it as animalistic as possible and um oh he was a monster dude that I mean, howl he was, he was full howl, werewolf man. like and he was kind of like yeah like gray hair and then that subway scene we described um kind of yeah. earlier talking about the during trivia like ugh, I don't know how you can't be just walking by yeah just scared during that because imagine if you were alone in a subway and you think something's in there you're like well i'm just gonna keep moving and and then there's there's this one shot when when dude looks back down the stairs and you see like like a glimpse of it in, enter into frame or like yeah. enter into view like uh like it's shadow and it you know it's crawling in it's like oh, okay and then they cut really quick and so as far as special effects go back then and the in the early eighties, like that was another, that was a really good example of, um, you know, like hiding the fact that if you looked at this, you know, giant puppet, it would look stupid. You know, the, the main werewolf, you know, and, and there's even a couple scenes in the final cut that you're like, <laughs> that looks, that looks dumb. That looks like a thing in a suit or something, you know, but it still, it still works. They cut when they need to, and they, you know, show reactions and it, isn't it like flipping over cars and shit by the time it gets to the end scene or it's well, just cars are cra- ass no on, like- cars are crashing because they see it okay that's something but there. yeah you it's there's only a couple like scenes where you actually see that wolf monster attack people um it's more the monster itself which i you know that's i think that's horror movie 101 is yeah. less is more you know like look at jaws and alien like you don't want to show too much of the monster 
so that when you do finally see it in all its glory, you're just like, A, you're ready for it, and B, it's just awesome. It's just like you're you're terrified and you're ready and excited. So, um, And, uh, yeah, we won't necessarily say how it ends, but uh, American Werewolf in London is a, a, a Halloween you got to watch it every year. It's it is it is, and I will say this definitively, uh, John, uh, from a rad dad perspective, it's the best werewolf movie out there, hands down. So no brainer. Yeah. yeah, if you ask people that haven't seen it, hey, what's the best werewolf movie ever? They know about it, and they say, uh, what's that one? London, Amer- It's like an American, American werewolf. Is that is that the one? And they and you would say yes, that's correct. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's great. It's got a good vibe. It's got a good sense of humor. I love movies set like in the 80s and 70s because you get that like in, in all the non-horror scenes. I, I just love like the the time capsule that is, you know, movies. Like, no one's got a smartphone. No one's uh, no one's checking their their Twitter <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> you know, I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's American Werewolf in London, folks. Check it out and let us know uh, what your thoughts are on the film, raddadradio1 at gmail.com. And let's get let's just segue right from that into our our top three. Top three. Top. I think we both know our number one already. Well, we we're going to eliminate American Werewolf. Oh. I'm going to put you on the spot, son. Okay. Okay. We're going to eliminate American Werewolf in London. <laughs> Mine are so dumb because <laughs> there's no cool ones besides that. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dads, dudes, dorks and get <laughs> dorks and dames, welcome to Rad Dad Radio tonight. Our top three focuses on the top three werewolf movies of top all time. Three. Howling and growling, hair growing. Teeth showing. Claws out. I don't know how to follow that up. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Top three werewolf movies. Number three. Creamy Johns, I'll go first if you're uh, if you're cool with that. Yeah, baby. Okay. Uh, my number three movie is the original Wolfman. Uh, okay. Uh, we talked about it in trivia, but uh, that has the the thing about the Universal monster movies, which at the time they definitely had no idea they were doing this, but they were writing the script for how um, the the lore of these creatures are. Um, the werewolf perp- Bible, yeah. the werewolf canon, uh, yeah, yeah, in perpetuity, and that movie, um, if you look at it uh, almost as like a fairy tale. Uh, um, it, it, it's, it's, it's even more like tantalizing. Like it's, it's everything you need to understand exactly how a werewolf work works. It's everything from the, the way you can transfer the, the curse to the full moon to the silver. Um, it's fantastic. And, um, uh, the Benicio del Toro, Anthony Hopkins remake, uh, 2000 and, was that 2009 as well? I believe it was. Um, uh, 2010, you're close. Yep. 2010. Um, that's not as bad as a movie as people remember. I, I think uh, p- part of what made it bad was uh, some of the 
you know, you can see too much of the actor in the, in the, in the makeup, which, uh, you know, there's different opinions on that, but I think that's what made it maybe corny, but from a story perspective, it's actually, it holds up. Uh, so I recommend, I think, uh, I also recommend like Benicio Del Toro again. for that entire movie does not seem like he is into it. Like he's like phoning it in the entire movie and because uh, i i was excited for that one when it came out yeah <laughs> and then yeah it was just kind of like no one was into it i on screen, think so. he's like that in a lot of movies he was like that in i Last know Jedi, but that's sure. not the character <laughs> in this movie and sometimes yeah. it's the character and it plays yeah. really well you know yeah. like snatch or something you know <laughs> traffic yeah. yeah um yeah. anyway uh yeah wolfman's my number three um I feel like if anyone anyone wants to say anything about horror films, they have to have watched the Universal monster movies, and Wolfman's a, a number one on that one. So, yeah. What's your number three? Um, this is kind of a cop-out, but I've always been like, I really like it. It's um, It's got a Wolfman in it. That counts, right? Uh, it should be focused on a Wolfman, but we didn't talk about that. Go for it. It's true. Uh, it's Monster Squad. Hell yeah! I just—it's like a—it's such a fun movie. It's like the Goonies of monster movies. Um, it's so and, good. Um, yeah, and I love it. And kick him in the all, nards. It, yeah, it's just—it's super corny, and it's a—it's like kind of a kids movie, and there's a lot of monsters in it, and the effects are pretty decently done. Um, so yeah, yeah, I go great. Monster Squad for my number three. <laughs> we should do a full review on Monster Squad at some point, but. Um, that would be I a watched, good one to like, w- just watch as a homework assignment. That was 1987 that that, oh, it's that, perfect. Go- that goofy movie came out. Yeah. Uh, it, for anyone that likes Stranger Things, like you have to watch Monster Squad. It, it's, uh, it's a, it's a PG-13 rated movie. However, nowadays I think it probably would land in R um, just because of um, the times. A, the times, yeah. It's great. It's a good pool, man. My number two, Stephen King. Silver Bullet. You got Corey Haim playing Ooh. a kid, kid in the wheelchair. Um, you got Gary Busey <laughs> playing the the fun two uncle. Two hoagies. Yeah, Funkle. Um, and it's a bit of a uh, who done it, like who's the werewolf. And the thing, uh, the thing I love about it is once again, it it uses all the werewolf lore to help solve the mystery of who the werewolf is, and it's got a really big reveal. The wolf looks awesome. The um, the, the like the 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 creature effects are pretty good, but the story is great, and it's Gary Busey like like back back when he didn't think or anyone thought he was crazy, so he's like legitimately trying, um, and. You can't go wrong with Corey Haim, man. Um, when he he was one of the best child actors that we had, you know, at that time. So, Silver Bullet, Stephen King. Um, Stephen King's hot right now. So once again, that's another one worth checking out. What's your number one or number two, John? Um, was there like a a duck in your room or something like that? Um, you haven't met. Have <laughs> I have Steve. Steve's my. No, I got mine. Um, so, yeah. wait, what? Are, I'm on my number two, right? Yeah, number two. Yeah, number two. Um, I went uh, Jack Nicholson Wolf. Oh, it's a good it's one. It's not a great. It's not. It's not. No, it's not a good movie. It's not. It's fun um, to watch. But it's fun to watch. Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer. 
Jack Nicholson. He's a wolf. Yep. He knows he's a wolf. He's a he's having a real hard time dealing with it because apparently after you become a werewolf in your human state, you're you have heightened senses. High, excuse me, heightened senses. So he's like walking around the office and like everything's annoying him. And then I love that scene where they have to like lock him up. That's a cool scene in any werewolf movie where it's like, honey, I love you, but this is gonna happen. You're in this with me. We, we got to find a prison cell. You got to lock me up. I, I don't want to hurt anyone. I don't want to kill anyone. I don't want to feed. It never works. But James Spader, too, John. Voice of Ultron. No way. Spader's yeah. in that thing? Yeah, Spader's an asshole. Well, he always plays an asshole, but yeah. It's basically, yeah, Robert yeah. California. Um, <laughs> no, I, yeah, I like that movie. And Nicholson, come on. Come on, baby. Are we ready That's my number for, two. Are we ready for uh, number number one? Ooh, let's do it. Number one. Three. Top three. <laughs> okay. Top my number, three. <laughs> my number one is, uh, by no surprise by any of the folks that spent a lot of time with me, is Teen Wolf, starring Michael J. Fox. No way. That's what you picked? Hell yeah, man. I love that movie. Um, you trying to find your stash? I could, I could help you find your stash. Styles. <laughs> you got van surfing you got Go ke- beavers give me a keg of beer <laughs> it's the best movie ever made he it's, does uh he does van surfing and then it's also um you got a dance sequence you got a dance well, sequence. But, then <laughs> but there's also this weird thing too that's like you know, it's a real bummer. Uh, Parkinson's yeah. disease is real, and it's it took tough, one yeah. of our favorite guys from us. And he's still around. Uh, I, well, I, you know what I'm saying, though. He's he, he's not he's not in the game. It it took his career from him. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he does the occasional like you know walk on role in a Law and Order episode, or uh, you know you know some like he'll do a little side piece here and there. Uh, he's doing really good work for you know raising. Um, like money for research and and trying to beat that thing but like um the back to the future movies teen wolf doc hollywood like we we didn't get a lot of we didn't get a lot of michael j fox unfortunately as far as like just being in movies and in, in an alternate dimension like i imagine his career would have gone on just like banger movies it would have changed maybe it would have changed the whole the whole thing you know yeah um so it's a bummer but but yeah it's it's teen wolf is a fucking light-hearted romp and it is fun he it's filmed a, it's it a number one it's a number one pick yeah he filmed it while filming back to the future he filmed it simultaneous to back to the future so um he hadn't quite blown up and, the way and growing pains and growing pains he's a real busy guy man um he talks a lot about the lack of sleep that he had and how in Teen Wolf, especially because it was a lower, it was it was a lower paying production, and a lot of the scenes were, if you if you look at it compared to the Back to the Future, a lot of those scenes are shot during the night, um, and he would literally run back and forth between the two movie uh, productions to to film those, and yeah. um, it basically is the story of a, a a high school kid that um, gets werewolf abilities. But the cool thing in this, like from a mythos uh, perspective, is it's passed down genetically, so you know it's it runs yep. it runs in, runs in the family. And um, <laughs> the, the, when, as soon as they show his dad, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> Scott, Scott, is everything going? That was is everything um, going that on. Was in my that was my Halloween costume one year was the not Teen Wolf but the Dad Teen Wolf. <laughs> no, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Will I mean, you send I already, me a picture of that, glasses, please. So it was easy. I just uh, grew my grew my so beard out. This year for Halloween, I'm doing Teen Wolf, um, but basketball Teen Wolf. So I'm gonna put I'm gonna get the jersey. Nice. And Harry I have, arms. Yeah, I got the costume and everything. So yeah, I'm nice. doing bas- basketball Teen Wolf, but quality. Um, it's fantastic. It's um, it's just it's a quintessential '80s kind of movie, um, but it also tells an important tale of like, uh, is it the abilities that make, you know, the person, or is it the person that makes the person? And uh, you know, do you need to be uh, a werewolf to be popular? And the answer is yes. That's what we learn. That's the, that's the lesson of the movie is yes. Um, and also, uh, I uh, I challenge a little video challenge. If anyone wants to Teen Wolf a beer, um, turn on that slow mo function on your uh, your iPhone there, and film yourself Teen Wolfing a beer. That's where you bite into a beer and shotgun it, shotgun it down. I would love to see that. Um, and then uh, just a little bit of trivia. A lot of people don't know this. I don't even know if you know this cream, but um, during the end credits of Teen Wolf, if you look into the crowd upper left of the screen, there's a guy that shows his dick. And it made the final cut. It made the final cut. And he, and... ironically, he was circumcised. You think so? Well, it... Uh, yeah. You think so? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> This is the ending credits for Teen Wolf. <laughs> and they show a deck. And they show a deck. Okay. Awesome. That's my number one. What's your number one, bud? Um, it's Teen Wolf 2 starring Jason Bateman. Oh, you son of a bitch. That's I'm a kidding. boxing no, one. I'm, no, that's a joke. That <laughs> movie a... sucks balls. It's, <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's Teen pretty Wolf bad. is my number one. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. That yeah, movie's great, man. Brothers. We had the VHS. We wore it out. It was. It's the best movie. It's so fun. It's, yes. it's comedy. It's it's uh, you know coming of age. It's it's puberty. It's werewolfdom. It's great. This is the let's play basketball yeah. song. No, that's the main theme of the of the movie. Yes. I wonder if this song had any chart action. I doubt it. Mark Ho- or Mark Safan, yeah. And then you had the chubby guy who ended up being the villain in the Pee Wee. Yeah, Herman. he was um he was the bad guy in uh, Pee Wee's movie or whatever. Pee Wee's. Yeah. 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 Uh, awesome. Can I list my honorable mention now? Yes, please. Yes. My honorable mention is Trick or Treat. Oh yeah, man! What a great werewolf scene. Don't spoil it though, because it's a bit of a surprise. I'm done with spoilers that are like ten years out of date. Like you should have <laughs> seen this movie and watch this movie every Halloween. It's so good. It's so it's, good. Um, it's like um, I would consider this. Uh, I w- yeah, trick or treat is how they spell it with just with an, an R. R. But um, yeah. yeah, if you're looking for it, it should be like a. Uh, like a weird looking little midget with like um, oh you can't say midget a uh, small person a little yes, man little person uh, yeah. with like a ra- really round head and he's got like a little lollipop um, which serves as his weapon later in the movie spoilers um, yeah trick or treat so it's uh it's rogue what Anna Paquin she's like sort of like the main character sort of threaded throughout all of 
all of the not really it kind of they always cut back to her like the, the movie opens with her and it closes with her and every time there's like a little side scene they do that and then they go back to her and her story through the night and she's with like a, a bunch of dumb bitches like high school broads that she's hanging out with and they're all trying to get laid and meet boys her halloween costume for that night in that movie is little red riding hood so it's like it's Bingo. right in your face Bingo. the whole time yeah and then uh yeah it's they fantastic. wear they werewolf out hard uh, once they get some boys to lay, and yep. it turns out they're not trying to lay these boys. They're trying to bite them and eat their dicks, and not in a good way. Eat them. Yeah, and they do a really cool like where they pull their own skin off. Like the transformation is oh, yeah. kind of unique. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, and they like the transformation in in that scene is cool too because like their teeth and eyes start going first and you're like wait there's a bunch of vampires i that's oh, exactly no. what they make you think yeah, yeah that's what i thought the first time i saw it i was like is yeah. there gonna be vampires and it's getting sexual and like what's going on no a lot no, of no, boobs. no. Lot these of are boobs. a bunch of dog people and yeah. and women yeah women werewolves you don't see that often nope it's awesome it's fantastic trick-or-treat is good it, well we'll do that probably we'll do a uh, towards the end oh, of the month. Oh, it's not we'll the first time it's going to come Halloween. up this month. Or it's yeah. not the last time it's going to come up this month. You kidding me? Yeah. Can we tell them the theme for next next week's episode yet? Um, well, let's do our top three. Top just kidding. three. <laughs> I thought we did <laughs> we it. Did, we just did it. Um, yeah, our theme, Randoween. Randoween is our random uh, uh, Halloween theme generator. And we have randomly selected zombies as our next week's theme, John. Ghouls. Walkers, Zeds, Deadheads, Ghouls, Goblins, um, uh, what do they call them? Stinkers, Winkers, Pinkers, <laughs> uh, yeah, Mummies, yeah, because Mummies are definitely zombies. They just are were once Egyptian kings and queens, so they're a lot. They're a lot drier. Hey, I want to tell you one quick little fun little – I couldn't find a place to put this, but I went I went to a rock show at Red Rocks Amphitheater here in Colorado. Um, Was it Alice Cooper? Because if it's not, I don't care. Feed my – no, it was um, <laughs> it was a, a little band known as Greta Van Fleet, and uh, they sound like Leonard Skinnerd. Exactly. They sound like 80s rock and roll. Um, don't 70s. you mean Led Zeppelin? Thank you. They sound like Led Zeppelin. They're the um, Led Zeppelin band, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I went to Red Rocks with uh, my sister and uh, Brokestar. And um, here's the thing, John. Um, I think a lot of people have an idea of like what rock and roll is, but there's some, Red Rocks Amphitheater is literally made out of rocks. It's like uh, it's like a, it's like if God wanted to have a place for music, that's he made it. You know what I mean? It's like made out of the mountains, and um, we saw Tenacious D there. We sure did, man. And uh, this was like guitar solos and drum solos and they didn't take a single break except for the encore break at the at towards the midway point of the show and like um i hadn't i've never really seen a show like that and i was pretty blown away and i the the big reason i brought this up on the podcast is there's this moment where i went to go grab a drink and there was this uh um this uh, uh older latino gentleman just sitting on the stairs um smoking a cigarette and he was just jamming and I was like, it's a pretty good show, right? And he goes, man, I haven't heard music like this in 20 years. And I was like, um, 
yeah, and we just kind of got into it. And then this younger guy shows up. Um, his name was Cal, and he was probably like barely 21 years old. And he shows up, and he's just going on like, man, I've never seen a show like this before. This is incredible. And then this 65-year-old, maybe 70-year-old, blind, older guy, he shows up. And, like, for me, I've never had that experience where, like, it was every generation on a, on a, on a stoop watching a rock show and just talking about music. And it was really special to me. And it was uh, – it was something like I'll remember for a long time, and just watch, watch it. And, it, and keep in mind, Greta Van Fleet—they're like 19 years old. You know what I mean? Like they're—they're they're yeah. all brothers. They're three brothers up there on stage, and they're just rocking out, and they're giving you one one 100. And part of what made it special is they don't know how big they are yet. They've only been doing this three years. You know what I mean? They've only been doing the music game for like three years, and. Um, for me to see that all happen, I really feel like it's going to be one of those things I look back on and be like, yeah, I saw them, at, I saw them for their very first show at Red Rocks Amphitheater in Morrison, Colorado. So, um, yeah, we forget how powerful music is, man. And it reminded me of when we saw Tenacious D there and how much fun we had. But have you ever had a – like? Have, I, I know you've seen a lot of great bands, John, but like, have you had an experience like that where it's like – you get to see music like bringing people together. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I just recently saw cake this summer and then, uh, Coheed and Cambria. And those are bands that have, I mean, cake, especially they've been around, uh, longer than you kind of want to remember it ages you. If you say, Oh yeah, yeah, I really like cake, you know, yeah, mid nineties, early nineties. Yeah. 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 And so there it was everything from, you know, the youths to uh, the, the middlers my age and then all the way yeah. to the to the old boys that started following them early. Uh, I, I think the, the lesson is, you know, music is timeless. And if, uh, you know, if a, if a band's doing it right, um, you'll you'll get all all walks of life. And that's what's great about um, any concert, especially for obscure bands like uh you know the the Led Zeppelins that you saw. What'd you call them? Greta Van. Greta Van Fleet. F L E T. Yeah, Greta Van Fleet. Yeah. Um. You, you, and then you know your Coheeds. Um. Uh, I went and saw Anthrax a couple years ago. That was oh, another really? really good example. <laughs> yeah, that was a really good <laughs> oh, that's example. That's awesome. Like, yeah, that was like everything from the there was like twelve year olds there because their dad loved them and you yeah know, made them made them hear it and and then they liked it too. Uh, like geezers to all, all the way throughout. Um, yeah, it's it's just if if you're doing it right and you're you're undeniable and your your band's crushing it, then um, the 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 people will come. Everyone's there, all yeah. all walks, you know. Yeah, it's just awesome, man. I feel like uh, we're in a bit of a rock renaissance where we're gonna start to see a lot of those quote unquote older sounds kind of coming back in a new way. And that, you know, my favorite station on my Sirius radio in my car is Hair Nation, dude. I love, I love that, that old metal sound. And it, if I, I I was making me think of like, okay, what's another band I want to see? And this kind of brings us back to Halloween stuff is I would love to see a Rob Zombie show. I think that would be awesome. I would love to find a way to see Rob Zombie do, because I've heard he puts on like a really high production value concert. 
and um, I do like his music, and I like his I like I I like his mu- movies. I don't always understand him, but I do like what he's trying to do. You know? Oh, you um, understand him. He likes hillbillies <laughs> that kill people. All right, it's, he likes it's loners. It never fails. Well, he also <laughs> likes making uh, bad guys the good guy. He likes he likes uh, he likes making yeah. the killer like uh, uh, it's like celebrating them a little bit. So yeah, I just want to share that story with you, man, because it was kind of special for me. Yeah. And, um, and, I. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing better than going to a concert because it's it's not going to a movie. You're not there with a bunch of random people. You're there with people that also connected with the band you're seeing. And so basically they're just like friends you haven't met yet, you know? Yeah. Like if you if you went to an obscure band and it's especially obscure bands, like if you go to um uh, Maggie and I, we went and saw like Queen with Adam Lambert. That was the weirdest concert experience I've ever had because it was just a bunch of tools all around me. It seemed like a <laughs> bunch of like a bunch of tool bags all around me. Like, um, I, again, the the range was there, but like everyone likes Queen. That's an yeah. easy that's an easy one, right? Like, of course you like Queen, but if you go to a Coheed show or I really like um, RX Bandits or um, who else did I see recently? We saw Mastodon, you know, like that was, those are bands that like, okay, this is kind of specific and there's a shitload of people here that like them. So um, except for the people, you know, trying to sell like Molly in the crowd, I'm pretty much friends with all of you. I just haven't met you yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool, man. I, I maybe I need to go to more concerts, uh, but I loved it. I had a great time. Um, yeah, last like little to, bit. I'd, or sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna move on, but yeah, go ahead and finish what you're saying. No, I was gonna say I, I, I wish we lived closer because um, I like to go see, you know, like bands that are like they're always playing at small venues or middling venues where tickets are no more expensive than 25 or 30 dollars and that's my shit like like i've i don't know if i've done this i don't know if like when i was young and i got into the bands that i got into that i knew that i would be broke in the future or something but like you can see like all my favorite bands it's like 30 40 dollars to go see them not you know, 80, 90, $120 for the show, you know? So, yeah. um, ours are, expensive I, yeah, I, I, I wish here. we looked closer <laughs> so I could like drag you along to, uh, some of the shows that, that, that I go to in Columbus and Columbus well, is absolutely a stop for pretty much all bands. And if not, yeah. and you really love them, then you got Cleveland and Cincinnati that they'll probably hit. Yeah. Yeah. You're in a good spot for music. That's for sure. Denver gets everything though. We well, Red, Red Rocks attracts a certain caliber of, uh, of right. artists, but, but, but there but are it, clubs in Denver, in downtown Denver, that like, if you, I mean, comedians and and music, um, yeah, you can get it all because I mean, what artist doesn't want to take a pit stop in Denver and you know? Oh hell yeah! Go buy yeah. the edible store. Go you know? get the edibles. Um, we also have we got Joe Rogan and Dave Chappelle that apparently are doing a 2020 show at Red Rocks as well, which I think would be awesome. Oh yeah, jeez, wouldn't that be great? That's a no brainer. <laughs> so, yeah, no kidding. Last little thing, man, and I think this will be a quick little dad chat. Uh, we got an email from Denise. She didn't say where she's from. Uh, she's excited that we're doing Halloween countdown, and was wondering. 
what what do we think is the the first scary movie we'll show our kids? And at what age will we show it to them? Which I have been thinking about, and I still don't quite know my answer. So I'll kick it over to you. Uh, what will be the first scary movie you'll show your, uh, I guess, your eldest there? And uh, and, and, That's and a at what age? That's a good question. Yeah. Um, well, we watched, um, this isn't a scary movie. It's a comical superhero movie. We watched... Shazam. Shazam. Yeah, and she did not react well to those like demon creatures that were (laughs) killing people in that movie. (laughs) The the seven deadly sins, basically. Um I mean I'm I'm down to expose her to whatever. But what do you think? And we can cover eyes, you know what I mean? But what do you think? But if I had to pick one, uh I I might go I might go creep show and just really really terrify her, you know? Trying to think, you got. She'll survive a yeah. couple nightmares. Nightmares are good for you. Get the heart yeah. rate up. Get some. Get process some stuff. That blood flowing, yeah. <laughs> um, so my kiddo, who's almost four, she saw Shazam and was completely unfazed by by because the demons didn't bother her. No, not at all. Because she, she listen, she's seen so many superhero things. She knows that they're bad guys and that they're going down. Like okay. that's the. That's the thing. So even no matter how scary they are, she knows that the good guys are going to win, you know? Well, I told um, you about my experience with uh, showing um, my my oldest, my eight-year-old. We watched uh, Endgame, right? Did I tell you about that? No. Uh, well, it, well, no, she, I don't think she, so. She was an emotional mess because <laughs> really? Iron Man died. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how. Yeah, I, it's funny you bring that up because I don't think I like. Did I you would, did you show that one to your kids? No, 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 no. She watched a little of Infinity Game because um, it was just on, and yeah. and Melanie was trying to catch up before we went and saw Endgame. Oh, um, what a dork! <laughs> but I've kind of. It's funny. I've held off on the Marvel movies because I want. Well, what are you talking about? You say current. Superhero movies? What are you talking about? She's seen Christopher Reeve. She's seen Keaton. She's All seen, right. Well, those are different. She's seen a lot of the 66 Batman. Um, she loves I the 66 thought, I Batman. I thought you meant yeah. current superhero movies. Those no. are pretty violent. Like, people get shot and fucked up in those she's movies. She's seen Wonder you know? Woman. She's seen Wonder Woman. She's seen She Aquaman. didn't react in the beginning when all those Wonder Women were getting shot by the World War II soldiers? No. Because I... I mean, we killed it. I had to turn that one off because also, my daughter's like, also, "Are they going to live?" And I'm, and I'm not to te- teach her about gun yeah. violence. You know, she's young enough to, I think, not even really know what's going on. To be perfectly honest, like, um, we probably need That's to revisit. That's true. That's true. I mean, she probably was. She that was a that was a year or so ago. Like, she probably needs. Okay. To... Okay, that's fair. And and she's. I'm. We're we're on completely different ages here, so that makes yeah. total sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, I could show. He, I could show my youngest. Is, any of those and she would be like oh cool colors exactly you know? exactly yeah yeah okay. your kid's at a different cognitive le- level than my kid is um but i will say uh in terms of what i think would be i think gremlins jaws um i can see critters um i could see those being good first and i think my kid specifically is going to be able to I think she'd be able to watch those things around six or seven years old. Um, 
yeah, that's kind of my answer to the question, Denise. Is I, I, I think I would do some of the, the, the creature feature stuff. We tried watching Hocus Pocus uh, last weekend. Um, it did not go well. Um, in the beginning, too scary or yeah, in the beginning of the movie, um, the witches are old and really kind of scary looking. And I know I don't know if you've seen this in a while, John, but um, that they, like, they like capture a, a young boy and they are essentially like torturing him and then killing him. Like that's you know ultimately he turns into a cat and he's a really fun charming character throughout the rest of the Disney yeah. film, but for that first act that first scene. Um, Ripley is like, Dad, turn this off. They're mean. And Lori was watching it with yeah. us. And Lori's very much more sensitive than I am. And um, Lori like, she's like, okay, at, no, 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 this is too yeah. much. And I was no, like, no, what do you? No. Well, and turn I'm like, off. I want to dig deeper. So I'm like, what do you mean they're mean? She's like, I don't want to. Why, why would I watch? They're mean. I don't want to watch this. They're mean. And I was like, all right, we're turning it off. <laughs> and then we put on Casper because I'm like, we're watching Halloween movies, guys. It Casper is that ends with a year. kid dying, or it starts well, with a kid dying, right? Well, like, well, it doesn't to be, sh- to be it, Casper. It doesn't show it, but it's implied what happened. Um, but it was uh, sh- she just. Casper's awful. It's not a good movie, man. Um, it's got Bill Pullman in it as a ghost psychiatrist, and Christina, Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci as a a little preteen little ghost whisperer. You know, um, yeah. Dan Aykroyd makes a, a cameo as a he ghost makes, buster. He makes a ghost buster. Good, John. Nice pool. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. So, um, so does uh, Father. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, something Scarmucci. He makes a, from Saturday Night Live. He makes an appearance as well too, um, as an exorcist. But um, it just does. It's just a bad movie. And it was a Steven Spielberg romp too. He Why didn't it? direct well, he it. He produced it. He, he produced it. it. Yeah, it was a DreamWorks thing. But but um, um, it doesn't. It's not fun for kids. I think that'd be a fun one. She. I don't think she got it. Like the she's like what uh, what are these like see through flying for things a kid in the room? to understand, I don't understand that are ghosts, they jellyfish they, dad <laughs> yeah for a kid to understand ghosts they have to understand that someone died to turn it into a ghost and I I think okay. that's the disconnect with that movie, um, but yeah we're trying we'll find some stuff um uh, Hotel Transylvania you always got that going for you you know what I mean <laughs> I want to go hard on my eight year old and like just show her like some really scary movies and then just be like okay. I'll tell you when we need to cover your eyes. Yeah. Drag me <laughs> to know? hell. Let's watch it. <laughs> yeah. And just, and cause when I was little, I was watching, I was watching some messed up movies at a, yeah. you know, a, a nine, 10, 11 year old age, Terminator two predator. It was always action movies though. It wasn't a lot of horror. I don't think, you know? Yeah. So I, don't I, know. I would agree with that. I don't think we watched a lot of like what we would call horror yeah, like um, we didn't see really Exorcist ever. when we were little, you know. Mom made me watch it when I was in like eighth grade, and I was like, what the hell is going on here? She's like, let's talk about the devil. He's real. And I was like, no, this is a bad way to teach this She used lesson. it as a, yeah. as a tool to, treat, yeah. to teach you Christianity. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which every, by the way, that's part of like preschool. It's like you have to watch Exorcist, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck me. Did you know that? Did you know that part of uh, NASA training was uh, watch the movie Armageddon, and then they had to like come up with a report of everything that was like wrong. Oh, really? Yeah, that's real. I don't huh. know if they still do it, but it, at some point that was like that was the case. Kind of cool. Huh. huh. Interesting. 
Um, mining wouldn't work in a zero gravity environment because the particles wouldn't move out of the way the way they're supposed to. So there's the first first big one. You don't know that. A drill will eject <laughs> things up. It, it works. <laughs> and I don't want to miss, miss a thing. thing. Here's what was weird. I saw Baby, that Ad Astra movie. And, um, and Steven Tyler's daughter's in that movie the whole Liv time. Tyler. That's weird. Yeah. They should have casted someone else. All I'm thinking is Armageddon the whole movie. Yeah. Ben Affleck's putting animal crackers in her puss. Like, yeah, come Whoa. on. Whoa. What? He didn't put them in there. He, he no? danced them upon her He danced her around. Yeah. Yeah. The gazelle. The mighty gazelle. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, listen. This is episode 30 of Rad Dad Radio. <laughs> we made it. Um, big thanks to Johnny Creams, um, as always. Um, uh, listen to podcasts right now. Check us out on uh, Mixler.com. That's the best way to lis- listen to the show. Download the app. Give a Rad Dad Radio a follow. And uh, send us a voicemail, 970-FOWL-OX-4. Uh, we would love to hear your werewolf impressions, hear your ghost stories. That's a big one, guys. Send us your ghost stories. If you've got any real-life ghost stories, encounters, we would love to hear those. We'll definitely incorporate it into our Halloween uh, theme that we have going on here. And um, as always... Wait, wait, wait. Thank- what's the theme for next week? zombies the, the undead. undead it's the gonna undead. be a good one folks you can't miss next week yeah, next week and uh should we give them a i'm gonna give them let, let's give them a movie assignment what movie do you want to talk Ooh, about let's do week? it yeah okay can i do it yeah 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 it's um it's day of the dead the george romero original where original, they go underground the 70s one yeah yeah when they go underground you know which one i'm talking about oh uh, that's one of my favorite ones man with it's Chuck, so with, good. Uh, what's his name? Chuck or Chud? The the smart zombie is in it. Bud or something. Bud. I think they yeah, 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 yeah. No, I love I love that. And that's a uh, uh, Nicotero, uh, Savini. Uh, it's it- the whole jam, man. It's everything you want. It starts like real raw and crazy, and then yeah. uh, the the dude who's the general down in the bunker. Yep. He's he's the he's biggest prick on planet yeah. Earth, and it's the best. Yeah. And pig yeah, intestines. I would love to dissect that movie next week yeah. if we pig could do that. Pig intestines, yeah. All right. Yeah, so, so, let- Day, so Day of the Dead, George Romero. Um, I'm sure it's streaming on something. If not, um, you it's know, just it. torrent it. It's worth it. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. I mean, yeah, I mean, legally, <laughs> legally buy it or stream. Day it. of the Dead, zombies, Rad Dad Radio. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. We'll see you tomorrow for Joker too. Bye. Yeah. Now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Uh, 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 uh. Turn the music up in the headphones. Uh, 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 uh. You can go and brush your shoulders off, nigga. I got you. Uh, yeah. If you feeling like a pimp, nigga, go and brush your shoulders off. Ladies is pimps too. Go and brush your shoulders off. Niggas is crazy, baby. Don't forget that boy told your kid that. Turn up your shoulders. I'm probably over to y'all. Probably be locked by the force. Trying to hustle some things. That go with the push, feeling no remorse, feeling like my hand was false. Middle finger to the law, nigga, gripping my balls. Said the ladies, they love me, from the bleachers, they screaming. All the ballers is bouncing, they like the way I be leaning. All the rappers be hating, off the trap that I'm making. But all the hustlers, they love it, just to see one of us make it. Came from the bottom of the bottom, to the top of the pots. Nigga, London, Japan, and I'm straight up the block. Like a running back, get it, man, I'm straight off the block. I could run it back, nigga, cause I'm straight with the block. If you feeling like a pimp, nigga, go and brush your shoulders off Ladies is pimps too, go and brush your shoulders off Niggas is crazy, baby, don't forget that boy told your kid That, turn up your shoulder, you gotta get that Turn up your 
I just whipped up a watch, trying to get me a rover, trying to stretch up the coca like a wrestler. Yes, sir. Keep the heckler close. You know the smokers attention, but like 52 cards went out. I'm through dealing now. 52 bars come out. Now you feel them now. 52 cards roll out. Remove ceiling in case 52 bras come out. Now you chilling with a boss, bitch. Cards at C on the sleeve. At the 4040 Club ESPN on the screen. I play the grip for the jeans. Plus the slippers is clean. No chrome on the wheels. I'm a grown up for real. Gee, feeling like a pimp, nigga. Gone, brush your shoulders off. Ladies, it's pimps too. Gone, brush your shoulders off. Niggas is crazy, baby. Don't forget that boy told your kid.